everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the chosen ones with me tonight? Yeah, Stefan JD. He stole mine. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hero of Time, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> hey, it's me, Jeff Cork. I don't have any uh, fun nicknames. <laughs> I would like to apologize. <laughs> That's all right. We never it's always right off. No. It's off the cuff. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> sometimes Stefan decides to do it, sometimes he doesn't, and whenever he does, it's always like uh immediate fear of like, oh shit, I hope I think of something. <laughs> <laughs> the one oh. thing that's never gotten easier. Yeah. Well, episode fifty, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah we finally yeah. hit it. And that's oh, like and Jeff, you didn't skip yeah. any numbers along the way to kind of you know put your thumb on the no. scale a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we have more than fifty episodes at the time. This is just the regular episodes have numbers, and the comic and movie episodes and other random bonus crap don't have numbers. <laughs> so if anything, we're lifting up the scale. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's over 60 published. Yeah, it just happened to be like three milestones all at the same time where we have 50 episodes. Uh -huh. We're up, almost at a year, and we just hit 10,000 downloads. Oh, wow. Week. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and now we have you on, so it was just like a perfect storm of like, oh, great, this is going to be a great week. <laughs> oh boy, pressure's on. So yeah. watch me blow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be so great. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just start saying like oh, do you really want to say where special things just like end your career, and that way that'll be like <laughs> that's like how our podcast gets known. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah, let that's me tell you all about these hot takes I have about things that you shouldn't have hot takes about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Jeff, do you want to say where you where people might know you from? People might know me from, I work at Game Informer, so I've been there for 13 years and been on a bunch of replays and super replays and our podcast and all that stuff. So that's probably where people know me from, if they know <laughs> me. Oh. Sure, that's where all from. of us know you from. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right, and I think I should introduce the lovely game we were playing since this was my pick. And this is actually a game my mom did find many, many years ago. We are oh. talking about Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Oh. <laughs> it's a weird, uh, like, turnabout with this game, too, I've noticed. A little roundabout thing. Because I, during this week, I ended up watching Game Informer's Super Replay of Link to the Past. <laughs> oh. Which was the first Super Replay. Which is how all of us start, like, like found out about each other. And kind of how, like, this podcast ended up starting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very strange turn of events yeah oh weird yeah because <laughs> we're all from the overblood group on facebook yeah yeah that's how we've met i put an ad out hey who wants to start a podcast with me and then these are the suckers that said yes yeah. <laughs> these are the indeed. first suckers that said yes i need to rephrase that i was the first three people that said yes yeah that was, that was my mindset <laughs> yep well, they've been consistent uh... suckers since then yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. perfect <laughs> Wait for Mike to be like unavailable one week and one of us has to be head sucker. Oh, that's a terrible oh, no. nickname. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't ever say that. <laughs> so what's everyone's personal oh. history with Link to the Past? I uh, um <laughs> I actually I played it because I'm a, I'm the youngest here. I was actually born after the game came out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So I, the first Zelda I played was Ocarina of Time at a friend's house. It's like, you know, everyone had that friend with the N64. You either had the friend or you were the friend who had the N64, and that was the house you went to. Yes. <laughs> so I would go to the friend's house and play Ocarina of Time, and then I got my own console and got Wind Waker for GameCube, and I got the collector's edition disc with it with, like, 
Legend of Zelda. I think it was Legend of Zelda 1 and 2, Link to the Past, and Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. That disc yeah, is one of the best things that has ever been put on a oh, disc. Yeah. I, I ended yeah. up at some point selling my GameCube, and I kept two games. I kept Wind Waker and that collector's disc, because I was like, this is either this is going to be so valuable someday when nobody has it and it has the original Zeldas on it, or just I can't get rid of it even then, because it's just it's got so many great games packed onto this this little cartridge. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ocarina of Time was your first one. What did you think going to like a sprite-based Zelda game then? Was that a weird transition for you? Well, it was weird because when I played the disc, I was like, I'm going to play these in order. And so I played the first Zelda game. Right. I was like, this one's a little clunky. And then jumping into Link to the Past, I was like, this is... It, you, it's so easy to jump into. It's so mm-hmm. it's such a well-made game that I was like, I had no trouble with it whatsoever. Yeah. I always thought I was going to have issues. Whenever I went back to play old games, I always thought I was going to have so many issues, but some stuff is just built so well that it, it really doesn't. There's really no no opposition there. Like this game, I'd say like Super Metroid. It's a couple mm-hmm. others that just, you can just jump into at any point. They still hold up. Yeah, for sure. This game is still amazing after all these years. And I, this is not my first Zelda game. My, I remember playing the first Zelda when I was like two or three, but I don't remember much. But this is the first game that really, one of, one of the games that really grabbed me as a kid. Still yeah. grabs me. Still amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my history with this game is this is my first time playing it. So, is it really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, I'm going to have nice things and not nice things to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is how much you, Jeff. Uh, it's I got it when it first came out because I am old, and that <laughs> and Street Fighter Two are like solely. Well, I guess they share the sole responsibility for me. Dr- well, we'll call it taking a hiatus from my first year of college because all <laughs> I did was play uh, Link to the Past and Street Fighter Two, which was in our uh, like a uh, on campus arcade, uh, and. Yeah, I absolutely loved this game at the time, and it's one of those that I would always try to go back to it, uh, and I find that, like, a lot of the Zelda games, I think Wind Waker is one of them, too, where, like, I find that so many of the Zelda games are so great, but that opening hour, um, if you have done it before, is such a slog, and oh, I find yeah. that, like, just the, going through the castle at the beginning of this game, I don't want to skip too far ahead of this or anything, but, like, once you get past it, it opens up, and it's a lot more fun, but I feel like I have... Every time I've tried to get back into Link to the Past, I haven't made it past the range sound effect stopping. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, great game. And I, I will have some nice things to say about it after, like, having completed it for the first time since I think it came out. Uh, and I will have some not nice things about it to say as well. All right. I'm yeah, not the only a... one. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> it's one of those problems that play so many games. It's just that the tutorial sections are just too long. It's yeah. like, okay, first time, this is great. Like, I tried to play Outer Worlds the second time. I was like, I just don't want to get off this. Like, I, I just want to get off this planet, and I'm here forever. I yeah. never get to leave. Yeah, it's like that opening cart sequence in Skyrim. Oh, God, yeah. Too, where you're just like, oh, <laughs> just cut that guy's head off already. Jeez. Yeah, I played Skyrim like three times, and then I was like, all right, I'm downloading a mod that'll just start me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Solitude. Yeah. Hey, what, did you guys, what did you guys all play for the like purposes of this podcast? What did you play on? I played on Switch. Okay. <laughs> I used a PSP. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I played a Super Nintendo version of this game. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> playing on Switch so. is the right answer. Yeah, it's like, the best way to play it. Oh my god, the, I like I'm not sure it. that like if you're emulating or whatever, like you've got access to save states and everything, but like the, like I can't imagine playing this on Super Nintendo hardware. And like the whole time <laughs> I was playing this, I was just marveling at the fact that I beat this. And as far as I recall, without like having a strategy guide or anything, I like I said, it was one of the reasons I dropped out of college because I think that's all I did was play this <laughs> oh, yeah. stupid game. It took a lot of time, but and then also being able to rewind when you're like, oh, I don't want to get hit by that boss. Yeah, like that fireball just going bloop, and it is. I, I can't imagine playing it any other way. Or just like falling through a floor, like three oh. floors below, and it's just like, oh, well, that's going to be another ten minutes. I'll just rewind. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's about the hole I want to fall through. It's the one on the left, actually. Oh, my God. Every time I got knocked off a ledge, I wanted a fairy to lose its wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I I always thought that, like, playing games that way, I, was like, I felt like I wouldn't enjoy them because I'd be like, oh, that, all the challenge is gone. And now anytime I play a game, I'm like, oh, I just wish I could rewind. It's oh, yeah. A feature in every game. Absolutely. I remember, like, a long time ago, I played earthbound again and i think at that time i was playing on a modded xbox and there was a button you know you could have like the battles can play themselves you know you can automate those but it also had like a fast forward the emulation so you go into a random encounter and just hold down that weird white button that was on the xbox controller and it would just like (laughs) blast through that entire thing in like five seconds it was transformative so but you you shouldn't play on modded xbox and whatnot you know (laughs) You should Don't keep, keep it, buying these here's... games that Nintendo wants to charge you for 15 times. We're oh, not God, we're I... not telling anyone to do it, but no. here's all the benefits to why you should do it. <laughs> yes. No, we're not. Keep <laughs> buying these games. Uh, I bought <laughs> I bought this game twice on two different Wii's. I don't have access to anymore. <laughs> and I still remember that. Oh man. I had a doctor once who was he I was taking like Adderall when I uh when I was in high school and the doctor was like okay like this is really good and it's like really beneficial and you need this here's why and don't sell the medicine I was like I wasn't planning on he's like good because you can get like twenty dollars per pill and I was like what okay hold on (laughs) don't crush it up and snort it you're gonna want to take this orally even though like crushing it up and snorting it is like an immediate effect and it's so good and you'll love it it's like it's so easy. It's so every, people sell it all the time. It's a great way to make like you can make like six hundred dollars a week, and there's very little risk of getting caught. And I was like, don't, don't yeah, sell yeah. me this. I wasn't thinking about selling it until you told me this. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's it's basically like having a job. It's better than having a job. I was like, okay. <laughs> so speaking of openings, I didn't have. I love this opening still. Like it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I love going through the dungeon. I I still laugh when you knock the knights down into the darkness and they like they shake for a second and they fall away. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I still love that. What's funny to me is that um the rain is for, I don't know what it is. Something about the rain is still so impressive despite how like what games are now like what mm-hmm. I understand games to be now. I still look at that rain and I'm like, oh, that looks so good. <laughs> yeah, the the thing with this too is like at the time. Like I remember the Genesis came up before, obviously, and it just that hardware did not have a way to natively have transparencies and that kind of effect, which you just take for granted now with games. But being able to see like in the uh, in the in the woods, you know, there's that weird effect where you could see like vegetation kind of obscuring the camera and then like that rain effect. It was so unbelievably cool at the time that this game 
came out that I think it's easy to forget that like those little touches, how amazing they were at the time. Oh yeah. Right, like I said, I wasn't even born when this game came out. I still, <laughs> whenever I play it, I still think about it as if I was like seven. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I can't believe the Wayne. Hmm. I yeah. This game to me, I mean, I feel like the graphics of this game they don't age. Like this game st- still looks really good, even though I mean that's the glory of sixteen bit. But I also yeah. love sixteen bit games, so that's that's part of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I often wonder about that where. Like, because we've played so many PlayStation games on the show now, like early <laughs> yes. PS1 games that just, they look like garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just age so poorly. I always think about when people are like, oh, I want to remaster this game. I want this game to come back. I always think about if you remastered like a PlayStation era game, like unmastered it back to 16-bit, how it would look. Like, if you, like took oh, the yeah. first old nine and put it back into 16-bit, would it look even better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think... uh Nintendo went a little too crazy on the color scheme here. Uh, Link's hair being purple. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a choice. I yeah. want it to come back. I want, I want, I wanted Breath of the Wild to have pink-haired Link in it. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize he had pink hair. Like I beat this game more than once before I went, wait a second, he has pink yeah. hair. Huh. It's That's pink weird. Hair like I was just normal to me. Like oh, okay. Pink hair and like a, a lilac hat. And then, like, green eyebrows and a red poncho or something. It's so weird. I, one thing we got to talk about is how bad an uncle his uncle is. Here, kid, I'm, I, I stubbed my toe. Here, have a sword, have a shield. Go go in this castle where you might get killed. I know I'm your guardian and all, but eh, it's okay. Like that, <laughs> exactly. Least, as a kid, didn't it didn't occur to me. Now I'm like, hmm, that seems kind of hot. <laughs> like, I like no, that. Here you go. <laughs> I like that his uncle is, like, part of the personal guard to protect Zelda, and yet they don't live within the castle. They live, like, across the river. Yeah, it's he a is. short commute to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wakes up every day at 3 a.m. and goes to the castle yeah. to just be there. He owns one of five long. private residences in all of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> just love the idea that it's the, the whole castle, and only people that are allowed to live there are the king and Zelda. Yeah. Nobody else. And like one wizard that will inevitably betray them. <laughs> if we don't anyone also, in the way. Well, you can't oh. do it anymore. But I remembered I the instruction book. Just digging through that instruction book, looking all the all the where that's where majority of your story is. Since I mean, they give you story in this game, but all the backstory is mostly in the book, which mm-hmm. is an age well gone nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. kind of sad. I do miss. I. <sighs> I, I'm one of those people where I, I say bring it on with digital. I, I get that some people like collecting. I don't typically love collecting copies of games. I, Switch does it really well where almost all Switch games have that reversible cover that mm-hmm. is just really good art. But I won't just go out and buy a disc that's like, eh, this is all right. But I do miss like the manuals that you would get. If only, like, I wish you could, they would get like a PDF or something. You could download like a little readme <laughs> file with every game that you could download if you want to. Something. Yeah, there was always like you get like a really thick book and it'd be super exciting, and then you start thumbing through it and you're like, oh yeah, two thirds of this is notes at the end where they <laughs> clearly like, oh, we got 32 pages we've got to fill, and I've got 18 pages of material to work with. If we're being honest, <laughs> I love those note sections. I like the old, no one ever used even if you had like cheats that you wanted to use, you just borrowed a friend's copy of like Nintendo Power or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, what no kind of monster ever, writes in those things? Good grief. I never did. <laughs> I, got, I hope there was somebody out there that was like, they saw the note section and they thought that that was like instruction. Like they had to take very specific notes. Yeah, like they're 
save Zelda and then underlining it twice. <laughs> this seems important. <laughs> what are the major themes of this game? <laughs> yeah, a brainstorming tree. <laughs> what is an uncle? What is an uncle's this? role? <laughs> it's like the uh, Tron. Courage, wisdom. Question. I still think. I still think it's weird how the whole rescue plan is. Hey, let's go hide in this church a little bit away from the castle. They'll never find us here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're shell for a while. Oh. Well, I like that in this universe, Hyrule is essentially like Game of Thrones, where it has that wall around the entire kingdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no one can get in and out. Only a duck can leave. Yeah. If you need to, if you need to go out of town for any business, you've got to get a duck to carry you over the wall to another town. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing about Zelda, well, especially at least in the old ones, where it's all one enclosed world, which I, I still think I, I like. I still like a lot. And, the, and I was surprised how much of this game is still in my head. Like, I played almost this entire game without using a guy. Everything was just there. Oh, that item's in that chest. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is mm -hmm. one of those games where so much of my of my gaming has came from this game affecting it and changing me over the years, and I still love it. So how many times have you beaten it over the years, then? I think seven or eight. Oh, so, <laughs> but I also used to play the intro a lot, and I would get to a certain point, and I'd be like, okay, I'm done now. Oh, so, okay. I, I don't like some of the last couple dungeons. I've stopped there. Mm -hmm. Well, there's like, once you get to the dark world and you have to go to, is it like the, I think it's the ice dungeon, the ice ice palace, where it's just, it's like, it turns into like a nightmare. <laughs> just puzzles yeah. and back and forth. Mm -hmm. Backtracking it. This is definitely like another reminder that ice temples still suck. <laughs> I think just they the concept suck. of ice, we can expand it a little broader. Is <laughs> ice is no good in video games? It's not good in real life either. I think the only <laughs> game we've played so far where I've enjoyed ice levels is uh, Dark Forces, and that's because within five minutes of getting to the ice level, they give you shoes that completely ah. negate the ice. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> just, you just experience it for a second. And you're like, all right, we're done with that. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> well, like in the first dungeon, I mean, I feel like that does a very good job of explaining to you how the game is going to go and start getting you very used to like the the dungeon design and just the way that the game plays. I still, even to this day, it still it feels like it still holds up very well, just in that kind of aspect with it. Yeah, I was thinking of it as like the the prototype game. Like this is like if if you wanted, if someone was like, oh, what game should I play for the sixteen bit era to like really understand games from that era? Oh, Link to the Past. It's the perfect prototype of what a game should be from that era mechanically it's just absurdly well well made and then like every dungeon you go into it has that little like you see areas that you can't get to yet but you know you'll be coming back to later like that's such a thing in games yeah I just love it. yeah and i think it's like completely representative of that era of games in that there's also just like some some real tedious bullshit in there too thrown <laughs> yeah. in where you're just like oh yeah this in in a lot of ways games are better now but this is this is great. This is like a, I know it's unpopular. You gotta like you can only say nice things about Link to the Past because it is like one of our most important treasures that we all have as a, a gaming community. But boy, there there is some tedious bullshit in in the, <laughs> Link to the Past for sure. Like Career lighting, over. Like lighting the torches. Like like which one? Lighting the torches. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just. I got goggles on the entire time when it comes to this game, so yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I kind of hate the uh, damn bouncy things that like pling you all across the map. Ugh. These things are yeah. so annoying. You'll, you'll see enemies run into them, and you're like, "Ha ha, idiot!" Like, yep, 
stupid moron running. Don't you know you shouldn't run into that? And then five minutes later, I'm doing the same thing and flying off the side. Yeah, that's why you played on the Switch and then you just rewind it instantly and no one has to know. <laughs> Probably what he did. Died, uh... <laughs> I had uh, save state, so I thought something bad something went bad. I went up, oh, load, never mind that. Yeah. So, that's the right way for that. Was, that's the way I play. Any game we do for the show, I play with save states when possible, mm-hmm. just so I can speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're playing what we're doing, it helps. It just makes things more enjoyable. Yeah. People like say like they're it's those things where people think like every game needs to be hard. I'm like, no, nah, just make it easy. I just want to play an easy game. Sometimes I just want to like have fun when playing a video game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things so uh I kind of had a question for everybody. Did anyone feel like the story of this kind of resembled uh, Ocarina of Time a lot in many ways? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, up until I'd say Majora's Mask, I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to any Zelda storylines. And then Majora's Mask, I was like, when I got involved, because they're all so simple and basically the same thing. Like, this okay, takes yeah. place supposedly after, well, in, in the official time, I shouldn't even say supposedly, in Ocarina of Time, when he loses, that's what leads to Link to the Past. And the hero is defeated. I kind of which wasn't out there at the time because that mm. didn't exist yet. I, I've said this before. I kind of like like Mario is the same way where it's like they occasionally they'll have a trick where it's like, oh, the bad guy isn't Bowser, but you know it's always Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm. like that simple story of like, you know exactly what's gonna happen in this game. You know, Zelda's gonna get kidnapped, it's gonna be by Ganon, he wants the Triforce, you gotta take it from him. You gotta do some bunch of fetch stuff and put it back together and then beat Ganon. That's every Zelda game, and I'm fine with that. I'm I like that some games like to kind of twist it up and trick you. Or like Breath of the Wild, ninety percent of the game is like you forget that Ganon exists, but at the end of the game, you're still killing Ganon. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay well, with this that. One you're okay not with you're, being simple. You're not after the Triforce really in this game. I mean, it's in the world, but you're not collecting pieces or having anything to do with it, other than you're just like the whole first half of the game. It's just get the three pendants so you can get the Master Sword. Right. Like they have the maidens, which is basically collecting the Triforce. But it's not, they're not gold, they're crystals. I know. <laughs> completely <laughs> different. <laughs> completely different shiny object. Yeah, I do want to mention the, the the Armos Knight boss. Isn't it called Armos Knight? Right? Uh, yeah. Down. Okay. I, I still enjoy that fight when they start What's... dancing towards you. I don't know why. I, I just still, love uh... I love that sprite. I'm still <laughs> convinced that that's a typo. I've always been convinced that that was a typo that, like, <laughs> Like Miyamoto made really early in development, and nobody wanted to correct him on it. Just for yeah, like Armos instead of armor, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, 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 no, the Armos mites. That's that's right. Yeah, that's what he wanted." Yeah, it sounds cooler when you do stuff like that. <laughs> nobody helps that. It sounds cooler, Mike. I agree. I think it's cooler. I still think one of the best items in this game is a Pegasus. Well, at least one of my favorite items, I should say, the Pegasus boots. Yeah. I, oh, I, I still once I get them, I never stop. I remember oh, yeah. that as a kid. Every it's so exhilarating. Every game that has an item that impacts how quickly you move, that's the best item. How, like, hands down. Any game where it's like, okay, these shoes will make you run faster. It's like, I don't care about anything else. That's yeah. I'm going to use this 90% of the time. I don't so, care about the sword that instantly kills enemies. So the Pegasus boots are basically like the Air Jordans of the Zelda world? <laughs> yeah. Sure. What are those? Uh, it's the shoes from um, Like Mike. Does anyone remember Like Mike? Oh my god. The movie where the kid got Michael Jackson's or Michael Jordan's shoes and he can jump as high as Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm so glad we brought this up. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. this. Yeah. There was also like a weird subgenre because there was also that movie was Sidekicks. 
or sidekick where the kid had like an imaginary relationship with Chuck Norris who would like <laughs> help him out. And like, I remember the kid would had to climb a rope in gym class and was running out of steam. And then he looked over and saw Chuck Norris on the rope next to him. And it gave him like the fuel in his tank that he needed to like propel himself upward. I don't recommend that movie, but it just seems like a strange, strange artifact of that era. And I'm going to cut my mic off for a little bit here. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. 1992. Yeah. We didn't like Mike come out. <laughs> I want to say ten that. years later, almost the same story. Oh yeah. I think that was the like the parody movies that they did in um fairly odd parents as well, where it was like the crimson chin and cleft the boy chin wonder. And it was just mm. like he got like a chin he got like a chin strap that made him exactly like the crimson chin. Uh, or dumb movies like that. <laughs> I feel like the updated version would probably be like somebody running for mayor and like they always see Steven Seagal next to them or something. <laughs> or, uh, oh, God, why can't I remember his name now? Who's the wrestler who's the uh, who lost his mind and became mayor? Oh, Jesse. Oh, okay. Jesse, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he was like the mayor and then he became our governor in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now he's Jesse oh. the Mind Ventura. Yeah. I don't know why I always forget his name because I can only think of him as either the body or the mind. Yeah, I, you don't live in Minnesota. That's, that's true. Yeah. I've been to Minnesota. See, me and Jeff, we live in Minnesota, so exactly. I can't stop thinking about him. Surprisingly, <laughs> the, the three days I spent at 2D Con, Jesse Ventura came up very little. Hmm. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Speaking of Zelda, about it. <laughs> one thing I thought was funny because I was talking to Stefan beforehand and we were. We, when we were playing through this game, and he was having a problem with those stupid worms. And I'm like, no, they're freaking easy. I remember when I was a kid, and then I went and fought him like, oh, this is annoying. Like, it's not hard, but it's just annoying. <laughs> Worst my brain, game. The Desert Palace bosses? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the land moldas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, yeah. Knew, never knew they had a name. Well, good for you, because uh, they became a staple of the series, and they were in every game since. <laughs> they were like, hey, people love these worm things. Make yeah, there's like ever. Zelda really like the series has a thing for enemies that like come at you from underneath and you can see like their shadow first. And I don't know that I have ever had a like a moment where I'm like, I like this. This is neat and cool. <laughs> like, oh, we're doing this again, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the like one boss you have to get through to to love all the other bosses of the game. Like every game has that jelly monster boss with the eyeball in it that you have to pull out with a hook shot. Yeah. You beat them the same way every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, like that one, though. I don't know. Maybe that you can calibrate whether or not you agree with my opinions, generally speaking, by if you like that kind of eyeball monster that's the same in all the Zelda games, I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> like Zelda, essentially, like in my mind, Zelda and Mario have always been like the Flash Gordon of games. It's like the monster of the week. where It's mm -hmm. very simple, very basic. You know what you're going to get. But you're happy going into it. Yeah, yeah. Flash Gordon is always going to save the day. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. The worm monster is always going to have a flashy tail that you want to hit. Yeah. Like, yeah. How they're built, baby. <laughs> you, always, you always know. You know exactly how to beat the enemy. Yeah. You're going to want to charge that spin shot immediately. <laughs> if it has a big, if it has a single big eyeball, that's the yeah. spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if it's, it's a worm open, monster, you better get out of the bomb. <laughs> If it's a warm monster, you just gotta jam your sword right up its anus. Yep. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're supposed to use. I think you can use bombs on them too. I feel like I didn't, but I. I think that's the strategy when I watched speedrunners play through this game before. 
Oh, I I just but swung wildly. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't predict anything with this boss. One thing about the Desert Palace, at least outside, that I always thought was such a cool monster because of this instruction book, are the, the, the sand, like the sand men that come out of the sand that come after you. Yeah, yeah. I always remember the instruction booklet. <laughs> There's that cool image of him stabbing one. I remember as a kid, like, oh, I can't wait to get to it. I'm like, oh, this, this ain't that cool. Yeah, <laughs> but the image is cool. I like that. Like, the context of that is they're just lying under the sand for, like, hours upon hours waiting for someone to walk by. Yeah. What's their what's their goal there? There isn't one. They every they wake they they wake up at the same time as your uncle. They go up at three a.m. and they dig a hole and they sit and they wait. Yeah, I bet a twelve year old's gonna walk through here. We can fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be carrying nine nine hundred ninety nine rupees on him. They always are. Uh, it's not <laughs> hard to max out rupees in this game because they don't. I mean, one thing I thought also was like this game does a good job of helping you get a lot of rupees early on because you need it for the Zora flippers, which I, you know, so I know that was kind of nice. It does a very good way of leading you from one dungeon to the next to one area to the next. I don't think that's just nostalgic <laughs> in my eyes that the game actually did it. Uh, I actually didn't like me. that part. I oh. got to the flippers with like a hundred coins. I need it still. And I was like, well, this is oh. stupid. I hate this game. Steffi, did you not know about money. the room? <laughs> the best oh. room in any video game? Room? Yeah, there's, <laughs> the a room? Room you, there's a room you walk into and there's like, I think like 50 rupees in it, and you walk out the door and you walk back in and they respawn, because it counts as like it counts oh, as like a mini dungeon within the code. Is, is this next to the Sand Temple, I believe, right? I think it's over in the Zora area. Oh. No, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't hit that room. Yeah. I really communicate I, and play games. <laughs> yeah, we never talk <laughs> about games together for some reason. <laughs> for like an hour and a half every week we discuss a game, but past that we never give each other any advice. <laughs> I think we've said like at least six or seven times now that we really need to, <laughs> to talk to each other and give tips and stuff. Yeah. There was a, when we did Dark Forces, <laughs> Mike had the the manual to the game, and Stefan and I didn't know there was a manual, <laughs> so we didn't know what half the keys did. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, like I think I spent a good like twenty minutes Dark Forces trying to figure out how to reload, <laughs> and Mike was like, "Oh yeah, I have this but this this." code sheet that has oh yeah there's a flashlight did you know there's a flashlight and we're like no what <laughs> yeah, i forgot about that oh i can't speaking of dumb things what's the point of that old guy standing in standing lost in the dark cave like i've never understood why there's just this random old guy in the mountain uh, that always confused me as a kid still as an adult and uh reminded me of those lyrics from aqualung sitting on a park bench eyeing little girls with pad intent <laughs> You know, no. Stefan <laughs> and I, we just we both have really niche humor that we just like to throw out that like three people get. I'm basically saying he's he looks like a pervert. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. He gives you a mirror. I like how you point out like. him and not um the man next to the sign. Well the man next to the sign does something good to me. He gives me the last bottle, so I had no problem with him. Mm -hmm. just like, he's just yeah, again, he wakes up at 3 a.m. Everybody in this universe, they wake up <laughs> at 3 a.m. And he goes to this sign and he just sits and he waits <laughs> next to a sign that addresses him specifically. Don't talk to the man next to the sign. Just ignore him. Did he make that sign? Did somebody else make it? I have many questions. Opens up his jacket. What do you buy it? <laughs> That'd be <Okay>. great. <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, a, 
there's that room that you just go in and out of. And I spent probably, I'm not even joking. All in all, I think I spent 30 to 40 minutes just walking in and out of that room and getting up well, to I mean, a thousand rupees so I could buy a bunch of stuff. There yeah. are a few things to buy. You have the bottle you can buy in Keck Rico Village, which I, which I like. And you get the second one right behind the guy in the, in the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does, oh, yeah. Again, another part where I felt the game is giving you the tools you need to succeed very well. Yeah. I love this, this game too much. You, it gives you I'm trying to tone it down. But... Way. It gives you, like, unlike any other Zelda, you get two bottles within like the first hour of gameplay. You can have two bottles, which is crazy compared to like Ocarina of Time, where it's like, I will literally kill a man for a bottle right now. You understand? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm kind of curious because this is my obviously my first time playing this, and uh, I only used a guide when I was really stuck, and it happened maybe I want to say four or five times. But did anyone else like back in the day when they were playing this kind of figure out like when you come to a fairy fountain to toss things into it to upgrade them <laughs> without a <laughs> <Yes>. guide? But <laughs> yeah. despite the fact that I know what items you get from which fountain, I still throw every single item in because I always think I forgot one. <laughs> yeah that was I could, weird i could look That's it up but i sit there and i'm like well you take the bow no well, we take the boomerang okay sweet it takes the boomerang first time i played it i remember sitting there throwing every single item into it <laughs> so but now i just know did you find uh i'm trying to think do you you don't have to do the second one right the second one's optional i guess the second one gets you silver arrows to beat the game okay right. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and <laughs> some of the fairies too if i remember aren't they like Chi beasts or something like later on in the dark world. No, uh, I just remember they weren't fairies later, they were like these weird creatures. Hmm. No, fairies are still same. I mean, there's a there's the purple chickens. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I, have, well, I have the wiki pulled up with all the monster names, and whenever somebody says them, I'm just scrolling through, like, the hell's a purple chicken? <laughs> I can't remember. Well, that's what. That's what I always called them. When I, I, I still, I don't know what they are, other than they replace the chicken sprite with a purple-looking thing that clucks when you hit it and kills you if you hit them too many times. Uh, was that the it one? Is, this is also the first Zelda game to have the chickens try to kill you. Uh, yeah, that's true. The, not chickens, cuckoos, cuckoo, cuckoos. Yeah. I Even never know how to say it. How do you, you. say it? C u c c o. How do you pronounce that word? I don't know how to pronounce anything that's in a Zelda game. Is <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is capable of speech, so they never it's say true. it themselves. Yeah, so. that, should, that should have been the entire point of Breath of the Wild, is just saying things for the first time so that people understood it. That would be very helpful. There's there's one enemy that they say the name of in Breath of the Wild, and I was like, oh! I've been saying that wrong for years. Yeah. It was like the Stalfos or something. I always said Stalfos. Mm. Okay. Oh, I figured out, though, when we were replaying this, I still freaking hate that damn... Uh, caterpillar guy molden up in the tower <laughs> what I, was oh, yeah. least favorite enemies because <laughs> i know mine off the top of my head uh, it's just an annoying fight <laughs> my least I mean, favorite enemy has never changed in zelda it's the same one that's in every game and i hate it hand. and i want it to die the fucking hands yes <laughs> yeah that's right the, the Wallmaster is the most annoying enemy I will ever come across in any game. Yeah, it didn't bother me this time around. But I, as when I played it before, I I've hated it most of my time throughout with this game before. See, there's there's the annoying thing about them is that they're so easy to dodge in mm -hmm. almost every game. But then when it does get you, you're just like you have that feeling of shame. You're like, yeah, oh, God, I should have <laughs> just missed it. Well, especially there's like one spot where you have to drag a knight statue onto a button. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, infuriating. Just one of the worst, like, all-time moments in games is putting that stupid statue, because then when you walk over the stat, the button also, it, like, triggers it, and then the stat the statue doesn't do it, so you have to, like, backtrack in a weird way. It's hard to articulate, but it's not a natural, like, sequence of events. And then that stupid hand is, like, always coming. It seems like it's always, like, four seconds too frequently, where it's just, like, if you just would, like slow your roll a little bit would be fine you know i can uh there's one yeah. game, late late game where there's like two or three of them yeah <laughs> it's just it's just like constant movement yeah yeah they're what? definitely worse than this game than i'm sure sure jeff could back me up on this too they're worse in this game than they are even in the original oh they're yeah really yeah by far for sure they're this is like their worst yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is probably their worst appearance in the whole time. Like how, like one of the arguably one of the best games in the series, one of the most important games of all time, the worst wall master, the worst enemy in yeah. gaming. Absolutely. I had a I had a real moment of terror when playing this game this week because I stood on one of those switches, and when you step on them, there's like a half second delay where the game freezes and like a door opens and it shows you the door opening. Mm-hmm. And I stepped on the button as I saw the shadow on the button, and so I saw like. The hand stopped in midair above me for that half second and just hovered. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely one of the most horrifying things that happened to me. Yeah, Link needs, like, I know he's got the Pegasus boots, but he needs, like, a combat role where he can, like, somehow evade. I think it would also look very sweet. <laughs> just give him one of those uh, those German helmets with, like, the spike on top of it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of solutions here. <laughs> just hold your sword straight up. Like, yeah. if, I was, if I was in Zelda... Every time I went into a dungeon, I'd just be holding my sword straight above my head at all times. Yeah, we know he can do it because when he picks up the master sword, that's the motion he immediately makes. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. That, that needs to be a thing. And like the, whatever the next Zelda is, <laughs> they're talking about like Breath of the Wild 2 is you pick up the master sword and hold it up. And right at that moment, a wall master comes down. It just impales itself. That would be phenomenal. Yep. And that's the <laughs> only appearance of a wall master in that game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a total one off joke. Immediately. Bye-bye. God, even if they did that, even if that'd be such an effective way to just put every player on edge for the next Zelda game. They just show a wall master in the beginning mm-hmm. and they, they don't put it in any dungeon. Yeah, he'd be like maybe they could have like a Mr. X style like Resident Evil <laughs> 2 remake <laughs> with a wall master chasing you around a dungeon. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I'd hate that actually. <laughs> the thought of being chased by a giant hand <laughs> it's funny too because like that is the all-time worst enemy and an enemy that i've always hated in the zelda games too and this is another one of those things that having never heard anyone pronounce it i'll probably get it wrong it's like the lick lick the like like the thing that looks like a stack of oh, pancakes yeah. i believe oh yeah <laughs> yes it, it eats your shield like. freaking hate those things but they're completely manageable in this one like i remember them being way more annoying in the first zelda mm-hmm but here they were just like no big deal. Never had any problems with them whatsoever. So, yeah, those—they're just... easy to kill in this one compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I hate those just because the thought of what they would look like in real life. I guess they would yeah. just look like barnacles, but like more squirmy. I think there's yeah. like a uh, sea slug that looks like them. I just hate that—the <laughs> image of them. Yeah, for sure. You in the ocean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Look, he I lives in Virginia. That's part of living it. so <laughs> close to the ocean, I understand that there are there are true horrors that live within the waters. 
See, that's yeah. why I live in Minnesota. There's no ocean near me anywhere. Yeah. I don't have to worry about stuff trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, for all of our listeners, if you want to not sleep for like a week, just look up what the everyone I think knows what a horseshoe crab looks like for the most yeah. part. But no one knows what the underside of a horseshoe crab looks like. <laughs> and it's it's not it's it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, you flip one of those things over and it looks like an alien. Like and they've got blue blood too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they are. They are one hundred percent not from this planet. Yeah, <laughs> they've got ten pincers and they've got blue blood and they've got like a little mouth right in the center of their bodies. That's just they're terrifying creatures. It's like the opposite of a stingray, where if you flip that over, you're like, oh, that's a nice surprise. You get like what looks like a smile and like cute little eyes. Yeah, I like that crab anime that. cat smile. Yeah, <laughs> I do got a question. As someone that fishes, though, a stingrays are assholes. Oh. <laughs> Anyone that's ever gone fishing and caught like a skate or a, or a ray, like if you like trying to get a hook out of a stingray's mouth and you they open their mouths, it's just like rows of teeth as far back as you can see. Basically, basically, hey, my have... role on this podcast is to make everyone afraid of the water. <laughs> it's like, oh, a shark's oh, not going to just... kill you. All this other stuff is what you really need to be afraid I of. I do got a random story about stingrays I want to say real quick before we get back to Zelda. Uh, over at the Mall of America, they have the Sea World place. I, I know I'm calling it wrong. Sea Life down below. And we were petting the, pet, the stingrays once. And my wife put her hand in the wrong way where you're supposed to feed them, but she didn't have food. So he goes over. He goes to her hand. She has no food. He immediately turns around, does a U-turn, and slaps water right on her and then swims <laughs> off. And it was just great because she fed someone else. And I'm like, ah. He was, he was pissed. He's like, your hand is supposed to be a certain way for petting me, another way for feeding me. He was he was mad. <laughs> so yeah, they're like they're like yeah. cats they're just assholes <laughs> yeah it was great like he knew he's like nope <laughs> okay um I, I i'm curious about this every time oh, i Kansas fought... we were talking about <laughs> yeah Agen... Agenheim? Agenheim? Ah, i was Agen hoping one of you guys knew how to pronounce that <laughs> i do not Agenim? i mean, i always said Agenim when i when i was that's how i always I pronounced it mr a Okay, yeah. so Mr. A, I, I, I always fight him with the bug catching net because for some reason somebody told me that's the way to the best way to deflect the weapons, and I'm looking back oh, yeah. and I'm like, I know you can, but am I the only person that does that? I think no, you, I do it. Uh, that's, yeah, I saw that you can do that, but I never <laughs> have attempted to do that. Okay, it works. I do, it for, yeah. I do it for the novelty of it. It's actually not as effective as the sword. Okay, so. You got like that, like I, I guess you you could argue that there's a wider swing on the bug catching net, but right. slower too. It's slower, yeah. So the sword is just the easier way to do it. I always do it for the novelty of it, and I like the idea of like this this wizard that's worked with Ganon for you know a hundred years, and he's this yeah. like evil wizard that's killed hundreds of uh, Hillians, and I kill him with a bug catching net. I think that's funny. I just thought <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But... Like the equivalent of, uh, it's the equivalent of like beating a sub boss to death with like a twig. It's just like, ah, idiot. His sprite is really confusing too. I don't know if you guys have had that experience where yeah. you can look at it two different ways. Like, ah, uh, it's the old hag or the beautiful maiden, like the optical illusion where you're like, is this a guy with like a green bowl haircut who's like making a kissy face or <laughs> is the real face is underneath it? But like once you see it the other way, it's hard to see it. Like the way that you saw it before, it's very strange. I got a lot of sprites were like, like, "What are you?" What's funny is I see it a completely <laughs> different way because mm -hmm. I always think his helmet is his head, like is his actual face. Yeah, because on his helmet he's got that little like uh, upside down or that little like W on it, and it looks like a seal smiling. And so I always oh. just imagine it's like a seal. 
Oh, he that's a, a I not thought about it that way. That one that works too. He's like the Rorschach of Rorschach test of characters. What a mysterious character. I love him. What's <laughs> funny is I always I don't think it was until Breath of the Wild that I considered the fact that uh Lionels are are centaurs. I just always thought they were just guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild came out, I was like, oh, they're like huge horse things. <laughs> I thought it was just a guy with like a weird thing on his head. You're only in one spot in this game that you have to deal with them, which is up yeah. on the mountain. I just skip them because they do a lot of freaking damage to you if you deal with them. There are oh, some yeah. enemies like that. So I, they I just show wait. up in one place. Like, and, like every area has its like unique enemies. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or across the like even the, even in like the different colored moblins and stuff that are there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I hate some of the enemies in this game. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, some of them are real assholes. Some of them are just downright like the uh, the. I don't know how to say this word either. I think it's Kodongos. Kodongo. Oh yeah. The uh, little green guys that you hit and they just like they just get pushed back and they turn to stone. Oh okay. <laughs> yes. They'll revive. I so many times playing this game, I'll hit one of those things and it'll go right in front of a doorway and I have to wait for it to come back to life and then I gotta hit it out of the way again so I can go through the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's a those real things. problem. And they're all <laughs> they also the got mountains. those enemies, like the little green pickle guy, and then also the like the floating jellyfish thing. They were very fond of the whole like we're gonna make the screen pixelated for a split second if you hit them when you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are those the like snot ones that shock you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> those are called uh, bars. Oh, we're talking about two different things, I think. Hmm. Barries are the berries, I think. Ah, uh, yes. The je yeah, jellyfish. Yeah, the jellyfish things. <laughs> yeah, but then there's also, like, the guys that are, like, pickles. They look like a little green pickle, and they hang out by the witch's hut, kind of, in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. buzz blob. Mm -hmm. Buzz blob, naturally. I have it all pulled up right now as we're talking. Okay, yeah. I'm, like, looking up, too. Like... <laughs> I don't just know this by heart. You're just referring to the <laughs> tattoo on your chest, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's his entire chest. Right, cheats. I was supposed to get a link tattoo <laughs> from this down game so read it. on my shoulder as a wedding present. Me and my wife can get matching tattoos, but I'm a wuss. I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> she still every so often brings it up. But yeah, since you mentioned that, I wanted uh, to bring that up. <laughs> I, think, um, I think this is my favorite iteration of Beemoses, though. Be, be my, be, the statues that shoot lasers at you. <laughs> oh, uh, with the eyeball? I, yeah, I yeah. This is, they're the least annoying in this game than they are in any other game. Yeah. But they're still very annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> but they're not like, like in Wind Waker, they're positioned in such a way where they will shoot you off of a giant tower. It's yeah. It's like, right, I'm in the ocean now. I just fell, yeah. I just fell 40 stories into the water and I got to climb yeah. all the way back up. <laughs> and we have to give like a special shout out to the Dark World tree with the eyeballs that if you bump into it, it throws a bomb at you. <laughs> yeah. Out of its, like, simply the best mouth thing i guess yeah yeah another creature i don't understand the anatomy of and also like because my first interaction with a tree ends in ocarina like a really important tree was an ocarina the, the deku tree right so are those like the same species as the deku tree or are they like a separate thing it's a very smart question they like the baby Yodas of <laughs> But no, we know we know from other Zeldas that they become like the Deku Sprouts because you got to find those all over the place in like every Zelda game past Wind Waker. Yeah. So at some point, do they get brooded to the ground and then they just spend like 
200 years being angry about the fact that they can't move? <laughs> this is a good question. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of a lot of questions about weird enemies and yeah. <laughs> yeah, this like, game's full of them. <laughs> yeah, I think most of them can be summarized by "What is your deal?" Exactly. Yeah. What's going <laughs> on with you? <laughs> I do like how oh, but... all the enemies change in the Dark World to something similar, though. Where it's yeah. like the it's become little little hoppy monsters. Yeah. Dark world is so freaking cool. Like just the fact that you have it's the same world and they just like, you know, change things around. I mean, to you know, when I first played this game and even to this day, it's still, I think it's very impressive. Mm -hmm. I don't like oh, the dark world dungeons as much, but I like the oh, world itself. Like, I think it's just a cool effect. Yeah. Uh, before we go to the dark world, we should talk about getting the master sword. Cause that's like a really fun good point. Oh yeah. Good moment. Point. <laughs> we were going to talk about that. Zelda and we're going to skip the master sword entirely. <laughs> yeah, we were. We just kind of kept going. I'm like, yeah, who cares about that? Sometimes. It's not like it's like the most iconic video game weapon or anything. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it. it's great. You gotta like, you can't just grab it. You have to like get all the medals first. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to have the book too. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to run past all those asshole thieve guys. Oh, I, I hate those guys so much. God, I feel like a broken record, but they are simply the worst. They are awful. We're gonna the perfect the perfect Zelda enemy is like if a wall master picked up one of them and dropped it on you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That'd be like the absolute worst thing to happen to you. Like and a, then a in exchange, it took stuff out of your pocket. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll take in here. I'll give you the guy, and I'm, I'm going to take your rupees. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> that's like you'll drop your boomerang or something. Yeah. It's like, god damn it! Like I didn't know I could lose that. <laughs> but the thing that's also so stupid about that part is that, like, those thieves will knock into you, steal your rupees. You can go in a room, you'll see the exact same sprite. Like, hey, what can I sell you? Like, did you yeah, steal from me, yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that really raises some questions too. Like, you'll be buying something from somebody, and you're like, how did you procure this? Exactly. <laughs> Did you steal this? <laughs> Did you beat an old man half halfway to death and steal his empty bottle? It's the Hylian version of Goodwill. They just get your stuff. Hey, I got this thing for a dollar to sell you for a dollar. What do you say? So, you know. <laughs> I like uh, I like how there's a bunch of fake swords throughout that area too. That yeah, is there to trick you. <laughs> I fell for each and every one of them too. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things. It should be so obvious. You're going through, and you're like, "Well, obviously, that's not the master sword because it's five feet within the intro to this dungeon." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is a lot easier than I remember this being." <laughs> ah, I'm also a lot dumber than I used to be too. <laughs> you pick it up, you walk ten feet, and you're like, "Hey, a master sword!" <laughs> awesome. <laughs> The first time I played this game, I do remember being like, oh, it's right there. I'm like, oh, where is it? I do remember it irritating me the very first time. Mm -hmm. Now I just, I I just know, now it was just easy where to go, but I, it is cool when all the little animals are jumping around when you're going to grab it. Yeah. That scene is still so epic. I had, I actually had the music on for this episode. I, most of this game had music playing that wasn't a podcast. So I should, I'm proud of myself. I never listen to music in games usually on when we play for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, um, I think that was my favorite forest in a zelda game until breath of the wild came out where it has that like fog over top of it mm -hmm. it's just it looks so good it's got the multiple transparency layers on it where it's like you see clouds going back and forth and the fog yeah i also and, appreciate that it's like it has the qualities of being a maze without just being like oh yeah you have to look at this tablet and yeah. you go up twice and then go left once into some bullshit like that where it's like okay you can kind of suss out where you're supposed to go <laughs> and get there I think I'm, not bad. 
think I've beaten this game like six times now, and I still get lost in that maze every single time. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you need to enter from this side, right? Oh, no, I was supposed to. Every single time I enter from the side entrance. Or the, oh, well, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I should have just gone up the bottom because that's way faster. Yep. That's how I was going. I mean, that's just because coming from the town, that's what, at least that's what's in my brain. Yeah, same here. It's weird that there are like three entrances, I think, or four entrances to that area by the end of the game. Because you you can go in from either the, the front side, you can go around the side and run into the two lumberjack dudes that are mm-hmm. just that are just constantly cutting one <laughs> tree down. Yeah. All for a heart piece. All for a heart piece. You can go at some point you can like open up two separate entrances at the bottom. There's like three entrances all within like 50 feet of each other, but you have to go through like wildly different routes to get to any of them. It's so odd. Yeah, it's very clearly like a, a popular tourist attraction as evidenced by <laughs> all the fake swords. It's kind of like, hey, go in there and be a hero. Your sword. But it's too popular, so they have to put like a giant rock down in front of one of the entrances. Exactly. <laughs> that happened I mean, to me when I went to when I went to New York. We went to we wanted to go see Ellis Island, but the harbor was just one giant boulder in front of the entrance and we couldn't go. Mm. We didn't have the boots to lift them up, sadly. So <laughs> it'd be the gloves, sir. I'm oh, sorry, the gloves. Yeah, I think it's boots in one of those Zelda games. Or no, I'm thinking of the heavy boots that let you walk underwater. Yeah, iron boots. Yeah, iron. Oh, boots. but like with with the forest, the reason I mean, the reason why you have those multiple paths has a lot to do with the third with the third Dark World dungeon, which I I hate that place so much. But yeah. I, I mean, that's what it's all for because you have because that's a dungeon where you can enter in different areas that you have to. The skull woods in order to get everything you need to do to beat that dungeon. Mm-hmm. Annoying. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely gives the game a sense of like, I mean, yeah, death, but like it, it really like makes it feel more open world than it actually is. You, know, you just you can go into this dungeon from like three separate places. I think in the I think there's like four or five entrances to Hyrule Castle mm. throughout all of it, and it just makes that world feel way more open to me. Knowing yeah. I can kind of pick which way I want to go in. I'm not going to go right in the front door. I'm going to sneak into the, the caverns. Are you sure? There's only the two, I think, for Hyrule Castle. Uh, there's... You can you can walk in through the sanctuary in the back. You can go in the front oh, door. Oh, okay. I think you can... I think there's a way to get to the second floor balcony somehow. I can't quite hmm. remember. And then you can fall through a hole and land in the, like the jail cell area. Yeah. Too. Okay. So, really, like, yeah. kind of gives you options. I don't know why you'd want to I'm like realistically, I don't know why your your option to get into the castle would be to fall two stories into the jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> just from a planning perspective, I yeah. Well, I'm assuming you hated the Skullwoods, and that's where the Wallmaster hangs out the first time you meet him. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that earlier. That really, it's it's really later when you, there's like three of them that just I yeah, can't it's it. so annoying. I I, yeah. I I still avoid usually except for this playthrough. I always avoid that third dungeon. To like the very end because I don't use the fire rod at all except for two bosses. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the fire rod. I don't care about the ice rod. Those are always two pieces of equipment that just do not ever enter my inventory to be used on a regular basis. I mean, I know there. I mean, ice rod can be useful, but I just don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. I'm just I'm so conservative with anything in games, and I I hate to use like anything that survival. uses magic. Oh, yeah. did you guys all find the little bat that halves your magic? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. See, that's what's like I I like about this game and I appreciate it, but at the same time I'm like I after I beat it I looked over like a guy just to see if I missed anything. 
<clears throat> oh, I missed so much. Like it is possible <laughs> to go through the game without that, like that cloak of invisibility, which is like, yeah. oh yeah, that's why all those like bullshit spiked balls. I could have like walked right through them. <laughs> that that explains why I wasn't doing anything wrong there. Like that the thing that halves your magic consumption. Uh, you can miss the like a couple of sword upgrades if I'm not mistaken. You don't have to temper it all the way. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff is optional and uh, it's not communicated at all. I guess unless you're like a maniac who's constantly going to the fortune teller and being like, what do you got for me right now? I, I need some guidance. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not a detriment to the game. Because, I mean, if you can get through a game without having to get everything, then that's pretty nice. I think in Metroid, you have to get pretty much everything other than missiles and energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. It's one of those things about Zelda. It's like such a staple of that series where they won't tell you half of what's in the game. You just are expected to figure out figure it out on your own. Like um, even like the Majora's Mask. I know so many people that didn't know about the the Bighorn Sword for the longest mm-hmm. time. It's like oh yeah, it's it's so obvious when you think about it because they they're swordsmiths who tell you about the sword, but you don't know that there's like all this BS you have to go through to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Breath of the Wild is definitely the most obscure with their knowledge because that game gives you nothing mm-hmm. you just have to they just want you to explore it's like, it comes down to like if you like that or not i guess it's it's i think those games for whatever reason i just enjoyed exploring those worlds more than i enjoyed like trekking across the overworld and link to the past i i i appreciate the hell out of everything that this laid the foundation with but I just like the switching between the dark world and the light world is I find it so tedious in the long run, you know, and, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I really wish that the magic mirror would work one more time. So you didn't, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to return to the same spot to go back from one to the other. Like it, I, I, yeah, I, I just did not enjoy moving around and exploring. I think that's why I miss so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely yeah. a lot of parts in here where like, you would have to get the or use the magic mirror to get to like a little spot to get a little secret for a heart piece. And it's like, ah, I don't really feel like doing any of that. I'm just going to continue with the mission. I'm fine. See, for me, it's all in my memory. So I was like, oh, I go here. I flip this rock. Oh, there's a portal right here. And so, I mean, I know it's interesting here, a different take on this game, because for me, I mean, there's too much nostalgic, too much rose-colored glasses. I can't look at objectify correctly. I'm just like, oh, it's amazing. This is great. This is perfect. Yeah. I don't have the luxury of dropping out of college again to like devote my life to this. <laughs> but fortunately, I can't do that the same way. And then, like, if you if you sit there with a guide on your lap, that takes all the fun of that. You know, there's. I wish there was like a half halfway spot. Like maybe if there was an owl that would swoop down periodically and give you some like kind of heads up on what to do, that'd be helpful. Yeah. So uh, I made the owl mistake in this game of the instead of the owl, you talk to that the one. Crystal? You talk when you talk to like Zelda for the first time in, in the sanctuary. I made the mistake, the classic mistake of hitting no. Oh, no. Understand, yeah. Which I haven't done in a Zelda game in like 10 years. Oh. And I hit no, and I was like, no. Uh, I, I legitimately, not even kidding, I hit no and I rewinded the game. I was like, I'm not yeah. dealing with that. No, no, no. That's like every every person that you rescue from the crystal gives you the same option. And it's like, I was so terrified I was going to hit down accidentally before saying, yes, I understand. 
I don't know why. I don't know why this game defaults to yes, I understand, whereas every other Zelda game defaults to no. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like like it's gotta be just a joke by the developers at this point, where they're like some idiot out there is gonna be hitting A and skipping through all this dialogue that we work so hard on. Exactly. Well, this yeah. is one of the first Zelda game. Well, this is the first Zelda game to have all this dialogue. So I guess they this didn't is the first feel Zelda. the need to be mean to you. Like, oh, you want to pick? No, yeah, you want to read this again? Yeah. I mean, it was before all that happened. They weren't. They weren't mean spirited yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Link's Awakening. You had they they it goes on no because Link's Awakening, the first ga- Zelda game, introduces that terror the owl. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how. Uh... Yeah, Link's Awakening, that's how like yeah. terms and conditions are set up in real life. It gets mm-hmm. in. You know, scroll all the way down. It's like, do you understand? It defaults to no. It goes all the way back to the top. <laughs> no one would ever get anything done. Like, yeah. well, so I'm stuck in a terms and conditions loop. I, <laughs> you I hear it no three times. <laughs> what was everybody's favorite dungeon in the dark world? That I do want to ask. Oh, I'm curious. None of them. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go first since I have one. I really like the Thieves' Town. I, I was going to say Thieves' Town as well. It's just such a cool dungeon. I love the fact that you go in there, you go and rescue this girl, and she's like, okay, and yeah. if you go all the way out, she just disappears. You're like, what the hell? But yeah. I, That's I, the I one do, thing I, I don't like that. about that dungeon. <laughs> like, it tells you. It's like, if you go out this way, the way it's worded is very strange, and I don't know if that was like a localization thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know if in Japanese it was way more clear, but it's just like, I can't go out this way. And so the game literally expects you to walk through the entire dungeon to find another exit. Yeah. And I, yeah, the first time I played this game, I remember I got so lost because I was, I, I didn't expect to have to go back to the one room that has only one entrance and one exit. It's so, it's like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's nothing cluing you into the fact that you need to do that. Is that the one where the, you, you have to like uh, bomb the ceiling? Yeah. And take yeah. her, and like, she goes into the light and transforms into the boss. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, the that way was, it's... That's the best one. It, it, the way it's meant to work is you go into that dungeon, you bomb the ceiling, because you go into that dungeon, like, right after you hear about uh, Blind the Thief for the first time. And you're like, oh, well, this looks like a boss room, but there's nothing in here. And you mm-hmm. go above it, and you're like, okay, there's a floor that has light on it that I definitely need to bomb. Like, that's telegraphed very well. But just, I, I, I regret, like... I still forget like, nine times out of ten when I play this game that I need to go with her back to that room. Yeah. I would wander around like looking for another door for an hour. Yeah. Oh, did you have a favorite dungeon, Jeff? Yeah, it's that one for sure. Oh, okay. It's same one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can lie and say the ice one because I like to slip and fall in holes. And uh, <laughs> I like that part where you have to like, I, I'm torn. I do like the, like the globes that, switch between the the red and blue blocks you know i like that mechanic kind of but that one has one of the most annoying sections based on that oh yeah <laughs> where you have to push the blocks from both sides or you have to push the blocks from the the left side so that you can like push that block that falls down on the switch below and for some reason it took me a while like to wrap my brain around what it wanted me to do and uh it gets complicated yeah. sometimes in plus case. it had ice which you know, fucking sucks. We're so used to ice. We live in Minnesota, though. This, this is like home for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's the point. All week long, I've been like, oh, man, I'm so cold. It is freezing here. It is freezing. <laughs> it's like 30 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's warm right now here, 
But it, it's just funny when I see people come around like, oh, it's so cold out here. I'm like, you live in Minnesota. What are you surprised for? I just, I always, get, I don't get that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A, I like making the jokes. I can. I, I think it was <laughs> in, I think it was in the Overblood Super Replay. I This has always stood out to me. Tim Terry said that it was like 40 degrees outside. And it was a perfect day for a walk. And I was like, what the fuck? What is that? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> when he said that, my brain was like, it's 80 degrees here. And that's like casual weather. <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as it hits 60 degrees in Virginia Beach, everyone's wearing jackets. Good grief. Here I don't understand this weather. 40 degrees. <laughs> it's going to be I, it, every year. It's it. The temperature goes up late December. It's I swear to you, it's going to be 80 degrees on Christmas. Yeah, I think the only reason people wear jackets in Arizona is a fashion statement, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you live in the desert. Yeah, so nobody please. needs a jacket here at all. <laughs> I wish uh, I need to move up north. I like wearing jackets, but I can't because it's so hot. Come to Minnesota. You can wear a jacket for six months, seven months of the year. <laughs> there you go. I, I did. When I went to Minnesota, <laughs> I brought three jackets that I never get to wear. And I was like, these have to get used somehow. <laughs> <laughs> my backpack was or my, my suitcase was 50 percent jackets. <laughs> Uh, I do want to talk about the Ice Palace, though, because as much as the dungeon annoys me, slip sliding around, for, I remember when I first saw the because this the Freezors, the guys that come out of the wall. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it, scared, it scared me the first time I played this game. It freaked me out, but now it just makes me smile if I hit them with the fire rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me happy every time I kill them. Like, aha, fuck you. Do fire. Yeah. Are <laughs> they related why. to the guys who pop out of the sand? Uh, maybe I think the freezers are like iced ghosts or something, right? But they still have that weird. I, they don't look like any other enemy in any other Zelda game because they got like mm. that weird ball-shaped head with the giant. They almost look like Octoroks, like Octoroks on human bodies. Yeah, they're very strange. Had to do. I'm looking at a, a. They're in. They're in Link Between Worlds also. Okay. Of course, they so, look a lot better. I like that the redads in this game, like the Gibdos, <laughs> just just mummies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, did any, speaking of, of, of we were talking about earlier with help, did anybody ever use the br- the gray stones in the wall with a little half a Triforce symbol or a part of a Triforce symbol on it? Oh, yeah, constantly. Okay, okay I never, I remember before I used to, now I don't, I hate them because I don't want to read anything. <laughs> I, was I use them constantly, but some of them have like, kind. they kind of have some misinformation <laughs> it's, or it's just so vague to the point of being completely unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> I still read every single one, but I'll read it and I'll be like, okay, that doesn't explain anything. It's like, like you like one of the, some of the early ones are like, pull this switch. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> and later it's like, you'll go into a room and find one of those things. And it's like, oh, to solve this quest, you must hit not the first enemy, but the second, but not the second enemy. Cause one's not an enemy. It's like, what does that mean? That's why I don't <laughs> read them. Just tell me what to do. What is your purpose? <laughs> and who puts you here? <laughs> It's supposed to be, I think, the guy that gives you that gives you the Pegasus boots talking to you. If I remember yeah, correctly. He's talking okay. to you through the stones, which <laughs> always makes me want to like go back to him in the game and just be like, "Yo, what is? What are you doing? Why yeah, are you being like air conditioning like vent? He's yelling into it like a vast <laughs> <of> ducks." <laughs> every every interaction. It's a funny image. Like, just, tapping the hello. <laughs> the yeah, boss of the ice palace sucked because i did not have enough magic to oh, like God. melt his oh and getting know. to him is such a pain in the ass and i could have cried 
It just was like I had to put the game away for a day because I'm like I just don't have it in me right now. <laughs> I like how that's the equivalent I, of uh, there's the jellyfish monster in this, and then the ice palace monster is just the jellyfish monster but frozen. Yeah, <laughs> they're running out of things to do. They're like, what can we do? Ah, use the same boss over again. <laughs> Let's put a brain in a cube. Yep, exactly. I like cold stare. I I also brought extra magic and I had the bat just because I knew what was coming. <laughs> that's from playing this game too much. I yeah. like him. I like his name because I like I like whenever Zelda enemies are named something very obvious, like they got lazy or they gave up. Most yeah, like, like Agnim and Moldurm. And then there's a guy there. There's a mini boss just named Ball and Chain Trooper. It's just like he didn't even try. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't even come up with a name. Just ah, uh, he's the sword guy. I think Link's Awakening does that more because they have so many mini bosses in that game. They do. Yep. God, I need to play like, that game again. You have like Trinex, the three-headed Cerberus turtle monster that's made out of stone. <laughs> I was terrified of Turtle Rock going into this playthrough because I always remember having a terrible time with that. There's one puzzle you got to hit these four torches in one room to open the door very early on. I remember, I remember when I was younger, I couldn't figure out that puzzle. My friends couldn't figure out that puzzle. My friends were much older than me. I remember hanging out with a guy that was like six, seven years older than me, and he couldn't figure out either. And I'm looking back, I'm like, I was so worried. I went, doot, 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 door open. I left. I'm like, wow, this is not hard at all anymore. Yeah, that's the one with the tracks, right? Where you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's tracks there. It's just one of those things where you, you take something that you have in memory and you make it so much worse than it ever really is. Yeah. And it was just my memory of it was so bad. The actuality of it was like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't too bad. I felt like the similar thing, the, uh, the clock tower section... In the original Castlevania, I had built that up. Like, I remember when I was a kid, it was so impossible. And then I went back to it a few years ago. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. You just <laughs> constantly move forward because if you back up, then the Medusa heads get respawned because NES games are bullshit. So, <laughs> I had that experience <laughs> with Bioshock. First time. I think I was like 12 when Bioshock came out or something. something yeah. Like that. And uh, I actually I actually returned it to GameStop because it was too scary. Oh, right on. <laughs> I got to the part where you turn around and the dentist is right behind you, and I turned the game off, and I was like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Get no your like, relations, man. I went back and I played it when I was like 18, and I was like, wow, I was a little bit. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not that bad. Yeah. All right, Bioshock is rated M. You shouldn't have been allowed to buy it, sir. I mean, I never played any M-rated games when I was... <laughs> I definitely wasn't playing GTA 3 when I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm fine. <laughs> Fuck shit, damn it. Uh I still every time people bring up GTA three, I still remember the random NPCs going, My mother's my sister. For some reason that has stuck with me forever. <laughs> I, I really want to put that game on the podcast, but it's so long. Yeah. Yeah, it would take a little while. I yeah. my favorite thing that I ever did in that game. I have to mention this now because we'll never talk about it in the podcast ever. Oh, my yeah. favorite thing in that game is just driving around with the opera station on. And it's so strange, just like it was just going down the road, like blowing crap up and running over pedestrians while like the most sort of satisfying opera is playing. It's just like, mm-hmm. this is the weirdest dichotomy here. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> Driving off of a bridge and like landing in the water while some singer is just belting out <laughs> operatics. Oh, if we had mentioned a little bit earlier, we were talking about the boss that's like Cold Stare Vitreous, the giant eyeball with lots of little eyeballs. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's creepy as hell looking like. I don't, at least when I was playing through this playthrough, I'm like, this is a creepy looking boss. I don't, yeah. I don't like eyeballs, I guess. <laughs> and he totally cribs uh, Mr. A's lightning, too. 
<laughs> yeah. I it didn't bother. I mean, it it's still a cool fight. Like I, I like the fight. It's creepy. I just like it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I just stood there and mm-hmm. took every hit he gave me and just stood there and just kept and just would hit him and just wouldn't move and hit him if they came out. I think it's that's a, the correct way to play it, but it's, yeah. it's one of those boss fights where it's so obvious that it's like it's just fun. It's so obvious that you have to hit the eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know exactly what to do immediately. Okay. One of the strategies I'm just reading that I never even knew this or ever did it. You said you can use the magic cape or the cane to burn it, which we haven't mentioned yet, to walk right next to him and just hit all the eyeballs and just be safe. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's how I did it. Oh, I did wow. not know that. <laughs> I didn't either. I yeah. fought him a few times. I was like, this is the easiest boss in the whole game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn it. That's like a 10 minute boss fight. I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, now I can play the game again. Yeah, I kind of want to play this again just because I just, I just, I just want to. Again. I'm not I, going to. It's kind of my go-to game on Switch whenever I'm like traveling. Like I'll, uh, I have, I have like Let's Go Eevee. I have uh, three houses. But whenever I'm like on a train or like on a like driving, like somebody, well, somebody else is driving, and I'm just in the passenger seat. I should say, well, not when I'm yeah. driving. <laughs> just driving along, playing the Switch. It's really hard because with the gyroscopic controls, it's just impossible. <laughs> I have like Breath of the Wild, and still I'm like, ah, I should boot up these old SNES games. Now, have you played Link's Awakening? The not yet. I actually, I'm thinking I'm I'm picking that up for myself for Christmas. Actually, yeah, I will say that like after playing this, it has given me an even greater appreciation for Link's Awakening. I think that this is a great game, but I think Link's Awakening in so many ways is just better. In my opinion, I think yeah. that this is like, I, th- I think Link to the Past is, it, it's very ambitious, but it feels bloated in a lot of ways. And I think just because of the limitations of Link's Awakening being on the Game Boy originally, they, it really played to that system's strengths, which I think overall make it a like a leaner, more interesting, and more entertaining game overall. Yeah, I was going to actually bring this up in my... Uh notes at the end but i actually do think that the dungeons and links awakening are a little bit more tighter than this one yeah and they're all like they all have like a gimmick that you can easily articulate whereas like these are kind of like it's like a swamp you know what i mean but there's not necessarily a mechanic that is unique to it like in the same way that links awakening has yeah it's like when they as soon as they give you an item it's like that's that whole dungeon right there Mm -hmm. it's just that item yeah you know what you're doing whereas in this one it's like use everything (laughs) <laughs> exactly and i think this certainly established the formula but i think link's mm-hmm. awakening just refined it at least the way that i enjoyed playing games i think that it it is just a better game for me i, <laughs> I, I always call this, always call this the first zelda game. <laughs> like i the first zelda game is i mean it's still like a good game i'm not saying yeah. it's bad anyway but yeah. i always say this is the first real legend of zelda game because this is when they were like like developing that formula that was the groundwork for everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. This is what I love about the podcast is we will play, we will play like one of the best games of all time and then spend an hour and a half explaining how bad it is. And then at the end we're like, <laughs> Oh, it's great. Everyone should play it. That's what we yeah. do here. <laughs> we talked about like golden eye for like two hours. And all of that was, this game is total garbage. Now it's just, I, it's so bad. It's so bad. One of the best games of all time. You should absolutely play it. <laughs> I agree with you until that last part that you just added there. that is the the quintessential like for the time game but like it is like i would i would say if you did not play it when it came out irredeemably awful 
to go back to. Like just, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. It's not wrong. I mean, I still enjoy, the game is tough. I mean, I enjoyed it when we went back to it, but no, it, it can stay in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this, like, still holds up. I think it's a great game. You want, you should play this first and then play Link's Awakening, and you can kind of see how there's, like, it almost feels like a conversation between those two games in a lot of ways because there are things that are pulled directly from one, you know, from, from Link to the Past into in Link's Awakening, and there's kind of things that are turned on their heads, concepts that were introduced in this game, uh, yeah, they're, they're really great companions, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. This is a must-play, I feel like, if you like the series or in general. I mean, this oh, absolutely. This is still... What? It's... It has I... rose-colored glasses, so oh my... I always feel I'm bad trying to keep people, them... like... Like, I know people that have never played Zeldas that got into Breath of the Wild as their first one. Mm -hmm. Or even, like, people who played Twilight Princess as their first one, and they're like, oh, I should play the other okay. ones. I'm like, that's a... I was like, that's a big undertaking, because they're all... They're all very similar, but all also wildly different. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of staple of the series is we're going to do these. All the stories are going to be the same, but the gameplay is going to be so completely left field out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be what you expect it to be. Like, I would it's, never it's tell you. It's such anybody... a hard series to recommend, too, because you can't you want people to play Majora's Mask because that's one of the best. Mm -hmm. But to fully appreciate that, you have to play Ocarina of Time before, mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of weird stuff that kind of correlates between those two but like that's a big ask to say oh yeah play this first one as homework for the second one <laughs> i always i always have the trouble telling people like oh what's your favorite i'm like well my favorite's wind waker don't play that one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. wind waker is probably my favorite but i don't know that it's like the best one. Oh no because that like the last i mean that game is like 40 hours long and the last 20 hours are just going island to island to try to get everything yeah it's mm -hmm. so much there's like a whole dungeon there's like the classic it's like a, it's got like a jrpg dungeon in it where there's like 99 floors and you have to go through each one it's yeah like, i would never tell anybody to play that game but i love it and it's my favorite it's designed by maniacs who hate people that's but <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the same time it's, it's wonderful <laughs> it's like miyamoto's like emo phase yeah <laughs> like, well we gave you a kid with a big like Booger bubble at the beginning. You knew that this was not. We did not like people. But <laughs> I'm still trying to find. I have bought. I'm not even joking. I have bought three separate shirts with that lobster on it from the beginning. Oh really? All, all three of them have been such bad quality. I'm still looking for a good quality version of that shirt. I'm gonna just have to make it myself. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't made it myself at this point. But all three I've bought have been like. Either really cheap like halloween costume material I'm like why can't i just, why isn't this a shirt i love this shirt just make it a thing i just want to wear my lobster shirt and go down to the beach and eat lobster <laughs> the freaking beach oh one one dungeon we i do want to that we haven't mentioned yet is like the swamp palace when you first get the hook shot i still i mean that was one i felt was well put together at least maybe mm -hmm. i just i can't tell if it's just me but i i like hitting all the levers i <laughs> I love the game. I, think, um, time. I always I I always think that the hookshot is the best like one of the best aspects of any Zelda game, which is strange because it shouldn't good in be. This game. It's really yeah. good in this game. Like I feel. Realistically, any game like we played Lost Planet and I love that game because it's total garbage. <laughs> I love it's it. And it's got that grappling hook that is just awful. Every game mm -hmm. where the grappling hook is awful, I'd expect it to be awful. In Zelda, but for some reason, it's one of the best aspects of any Zelda game. Oh, Titanfall Two has a oh, great yeah. Huh? Oh yeah, that game is really, really good too. Yeah, yeah. 
If only and then in Twilight Princess, you had like the two grappling hooks, which oh, yeah. it was so yeah, you're like Spider Maning yourself around. <laughs> yeah, Spidering Man. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, <laughs> Spider yourself like around. the original, like the hook shot, because it's got that kind of silly effect from this era that was used a lot, where it's like a bunch of little circles that kind of get stretched along. Like the the ball and chain guys got the same effect, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a like a Castlevania whip kind of thing. It's more just like a they're 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 asking a lot of the player to fill in the dots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. I love how every subsequent game has tried. As things get more detailed, they have to ask themselves the question of what does this look like? Yeah, With like what? Animals. So like when you get like the hook shot in later games, they always try to figure out how to add like all the chains to it. Yeah, so yeah, not, exactly. They're it's like, not just I'll, a chain coming out of a hole. I'm going to work on the boomerang. You guys work on hookshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one guy's like, I, dibs on the master sword, dibs on the master sword. Damn it. Well, let's try to figure out what a like leg looks like. Exactly. <laughs> oh, did you guys get all the, everyone get the level three master sword? Yes, I always do. Uh, I Which think I did. Like, just to make sure I know, is that the one where you throw the sword into the fountain? Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. the old one. You have to yes. temper it and sort it, and sort it. You have to temper it and then throw it in the fountain. Right? <laughs> the hell out of yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that moment. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's in. It doesn't really happen in any other game besides Majora's Mask, right? Where you have that moment where you don't have your sword. Like you suddenly yeah. have to figure out how to play the game <laughs> in a completely yeah. new way. I guess the beginning of the first Zelda, you don't have a sword, right? Or do yeah. you start off? Yeah. And then in yeah, because you have to get the whole the whole beginning of. The first Zelda is you getting the sword. The same with right. Ocarina of Time. But even Ocarina of Time, you don't really fight anything. Mm-hmm. And you have a stick that you can use. Yeah. In this game in Majora, it's like you just, you're just left without a weapon and you have to learn. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to be sticking with like the boomerang for a while. But that doesn't always kill enemies. That usually just like stuns them. So yeah. mm-hmm. am I going to waste my arrows? Am I going to use bombs like a maniac? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you need the the final sword to begin. That I'm not sure. Of. I know I always get it because I know where it is, but I I don't think you need to upgrade the sword okay. at all. To begin. I think you just master sword. Uh, yeah, I think you can do it. That's the nice thing about. Oh, it's probably speed runs of this. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> all games need to have the model of if you're gonna add in a bunch of extra stuff, make it somehow affect the gameplay. I always think like mm-hmm. I enjoy completing. I. I, it's not even that I enjoy it. I'm just OCD, and if I have a game, I have to complete it fully. <laughs> yeah, I have to 100% it. So, if it's a game like I don't know, like this, or I guess even the new Tomb Raiders do it well, where you get notes, but the notes are usually well written, or like mm-hmm. you get a little weird relic thing that you have to turn around, like Resident Evil style, and explore it. But Assassin's Creed is one that's just like. Okay, there's 200 flags, and they don't do anything. Uh, the achievement. Yeah. I don't care about achievements. I just like having. I just like being able to say I completely experienced a game. Everything a game has. I went, I went down, down that rabbit hole so before. well. Everything you get in this game directly makes you stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's just, that oh, needs and... to be the standard. Why, why we're getting away from that standard? <laughs> I don't know. That needs to be the standard for everything. And fun fact that I know only because of speedruns, the magic hammer is one of the most powerful weapons in this game. I I want to say or close to it. I'm so glad you just said that because I was just thinking about. <laughs> Unsung hero in this game is the magic hammer because, like, even I did not know that it was the most powerful weapon in the game or whatever. But it's like, either I, it is or it's close. Yeah, it is so satisfying to see those 
pegs and you you get to they <laughs> taunt you for so long and then you're finally like i know that i could do something with you and then you finally get the chance to do it it's like the best feeling <laughs> and those smug little to... guys the red-headed guys <laughs> oh that yeah yeah down there in the ground it's very good <laughs> i always like when i come across a room that has like a very wide peg shape in it because like i said i'm a little ocd so i like being able to yeah. do patterns and <laughs> i never do a straight line i always go like up to the right and then over and then up to the left yeah now i could be wrong on this too but this is the like i don't remember this happening in the first zelda or in zelda 2 where there are like cracks in the walls that just are just there to fake you out oh I, yeah i don't think there were any in up until this the first game doesn't even have cracks in the wall right am i remembering wrong I think it does have cracks in the walls. I, okay. Yeah, some but of the dungeons. Yeah, I think they're always bombable. Well, I don't know. it's been a long time since I played the first one. I've never yeah. beaten the first one. It's... Uh, sometimes they have cracks and sometimes they don't. It just depends on what dungeon you're in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst thing though that you see like a wall that has cracks in it, and you're like, ah, oh, here we go, just doing my job, putting a bomb next to it, because that's what I, I do in a Zelda game, and then it just like blows up and then there's no song and no hole it's like we have a deal with the Zelda game and you've you've broken this compact i felt uh, i felt real dumb playing this game uh after i after i beat it and i watched i watched the super replay of it again and there's a part where there's a part where dan record is dan record is playing this game and he's like oh yeah you can just run into those walls with the pegasus boots on and they break and i was like what what? I didn't know that. I was I didn't wasting know that. so many bombs. And Dan Reichert, of all people, is the one. Good <laughs> grief. Blew me in. <laughs> from a super replay from like 10 years ago. Oh, man. I was like, I cannot believe I, I in my head, I was just like, well, that's like, that's got to be at least like 12 wasted bombs. Even yeah. though I collected over the course of the game easily 500 bombs. <laughs> well, I was 12. I must have need to use. Especially if you max them out. Which is what I did to max them out from the ferry where you throw rupees in. Oh, that's <laughs> I love that mechanic. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. I, even though there's no way, like I don't. Wait, what's the starting no, arrow yeah. count? Thirty, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, 30. I, thirty and n or fifteen for bombs. Thirty and 15, thirty arrows. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I never got below twenty arrows. No, <laughs> but no. for some reason I need that number <clears throat> to be like up in the eighties, just mm-hmm. in case. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I'm sure I could look this up later, but like, is what does it say when you, you throw the money in there and it doesn't give you an upgrade, but it's like, you're going to have a lucky day or bad luck or whatever. Yeah. What is, what does that mean? That, I, as far as I know, that does nothing. It's just oh. like, it's just to psych you out. Yeah. Cause they'll say you have bad luck or you'll, it's, a, it's called the pond of happiness, but I think it's just there to just screw with you. Maybe it has something to do with the rupee counts that uh, drops or something like that. Okay. Like Tons of happiness. I think it's just a fortune cookie thing where it's just like a random okay. fortune. Okay, but it's not affecting my, like, it doesn't affect, yeah, real life or anything? Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 outside the game, you'll feel luckier and therefore you'll have more confidence. And so. Oh, good. Because I left it on bad luck, so I should, I don't need to trust <laughs> yeah. that. So those pathological things that okay. just, it affects you in life, but uh-huh. in the game, it does nothing. Okay. <laughs> the pond of happiness is just there to screw with you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in this game, I had, I, unlike Stu, I don't usually feel the need to ever 100% anything because I don't have, I hate it. But let's just, let's just achievement attached to it. I did used to do it for achievement. 
but I always miss well, I always miss one item in this game, Cane Aberna. And the, every I just I know it's on the mountain somewhere, but I always skip it. It's the silver cane that gives you let you Ooh. walk over spikes or get yeah. not get hurt. I just yes. don't care about it. My uh, my whole hundred percent thing is really harmful to the fact that I do a podcast every week. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> the real pain in the ass. <laughs> well, I think we should move on to the last dungeon of this game. I do want to talk about Ganon Sour a little bit. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> we have to talk about that nightmare. <laughs> it's very intense. Uh, I this the one part of the game where I was like, okay, I don't like this. I am not yeah. happy right now with this game and. It yeah. didn't happen until then. Uh, a big prime example of uh, <laughs> how unfun this dungeon is, is you actually have to refight some of the bosses, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the boss rush. And I think, uh, what's the night one? Morse. Armos Knight, yeah. I was like, all right, I beat him. And then there's all these chests. I'm like, I wonder what they're going to give me. Oh, bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> all, all joke chests. What was the first... Um... I guess that was a D&D thing. I was going to ask what the first like mimic boss mimic chest was in games, but I guess that comes from D&D. Dark Souls. Dark Souls was the first one to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, you can see how the first one was in Dark Souls, yeah. Do you mean Dark Cloud? <laughs> no, I'm just being a joke. But I don't know the first one. But I mean all I mean and every and each boss fight when you redo these bosses, I want to say Armos is on ice, which again like I mean it's an easy fight, but then you add ice like oh great, now I I get to slip slide away. You fight yeah. the stupid caterpillar with, with two holes inside the little area where you fight them in to make it extra annoying. Mm-hmm. I screamed. <laughs> I, I don't think you're kidding either. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> yeah, that fight is a is a real pain in the butt. <laughs> I, I had save state, so it wasn't it didn't give me any trouble, and you guys had rewind. But that I that fight is because every time you fall and you go back up, he's healed. Yeah, I did not have rewind or save state. No, oh, rewind. I can't imagine doing this dungeon without rewind. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so much of that dungeon is just ev- like, oh god, every single room is just a million ways to knock you off. Yeah. Kill you in some <laughs> stupid way. It's designed so that you have like one heart going into the boss room. You can also skip majority of that dungeon if you go a certain path you can open certain doors like they give you extra keys there are rooms that don't need to be open that will just take a key and like oh that's nice go you gotta you got do more now like that dungeon is set up just to screw with you yeah. i thought about when i was reading about it it's <laughs> so. weird because i keep saying it's a boss rush but it's not because it's only i think four of the bosses that you fight throughout the game yeah agaheim and the three that we mentioned <laughs> Ag- agaheim and uh None of like any of us have said that name right. It's okay. I, none of I like how none of us have even talked about the like wizard that helps you. <laughs> no one's even attempted his name. Shar like, uh, Shar Yeah, I can't do it. Sarasala, <laughs> I think is how you say it. I always call him Shalashaska. It's just <laughs> it's, his it's name is so dumb. <laughs> Sarasala. Is yeah, that fight... Metal Gear? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, wait. What's your buddy? name? Snake. What's your real name? <laughs> John. <laughs> You fight the knights, you, saying, you fight the caterpillars, you fight yes. the the worm, and then you fight uh, Agamem- Agamemnon. <laughs> Agamemnon, I mean, that's where he he splits into three this <laughs> so time. I gave him halfway to try to say it. Ag- <laughs> that's a... God, it <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter. It's, not a like a, it's like the Evil Dead series, like Klaatu, Verata. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that worked out real well. Out real well for him, didn't it, in Army of Darkness? Yeah. <laughs> I always, every time I fight all those guys, I expect it to be every boss. And like, I know it's not, but I expect I'm going to have to fight every single boss again. So it's kind of odd. It's kind of a weird. I'm thankful you don't. 
I'm thankful it wasn't a Mega Man game. Mm. I am too. It just kind of it's a weird like like I expect to fight everything and then I don't, and I've got this little weird feeling that I'm missing something or yeah, something that, like the, the ones that they picked. It's like you couldn't have put eyeball guy in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least they didn't I put that damn turtle in there with the four three heads. Uh, yeah, that. that's such a pain in the ass boss fight. Yeah, <laughs> I like the I like the moth fight. Mothula, Mothula. He's not hard. Eh? He's got to bounce him into the spike wall. I want yeah. to say. Okay. Plus, he's just such a. <laughs> I, I say he's such a cool boss. He is just a moth. It's not really anything like monstrous about him, aside from the fact that he's just a moth that's slightly bigger than other moths. And yeah. trying to kill you. I mean, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't really consider intent with insects. I just assume they're all mindlessly evil. Uh, oh, and something that I didn't, I at least somehow I never noticed, so I guess I just don't pay attention, is when you kill Eggenheim or beat him, <laughs> Ganon flies out of him. And Yeah, I he's like, like a oh, little bat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I've played this game multiple times. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, so I... Correct me if I'm wrong, but what's like the story part of that? Like, is Ganon just flying back to like the temple where he was at, originated at? Like, that's his thing. Ganon or? took over Aegaheim. <laughs> yeah, I want to say because yeah. he wins. I mean, essentially, I mean, he wins. Ganon won. He got to the Triforce. He's and he's trying to connect two worlds. I want to say because right when you first, when you first, after you get the three pennies, you get the Master Sword. He's getting the last maiden, which is Zelda, to mm. unlock and win but then you stop him i want to right. say what's, what's going he, on because it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the super mario brothers movie where he wants to put the worlds together yeah right? for some reason what are you talking about there's no super mario brothers movie oh we are oh, watching sorry. that movie mike i love that movie <laughs> that movie is so weird and i love it uh, it'd be better if it didn't say super mario brothers in front of it just said weird movie no, that's be a lot better movie <laughs> That's what makes it great, because there's that scene where there's the bomb walking down the highway and people are like driving off the road, freaking out. I love that. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's a bomb. Uh, (laughs) It's got the cute little face and people are treating it like a nuclear warhead. I love that. uh, And for me, this was my this is my first time ever seeing Ganon because I never played Zelda 2. When I did play Zelda 1, I never saw Ganon. I never saw anything in Zelda 1 back Mm. at that time. This is this is my always first. This is always when I think of Ganon. This is my Ganon to me. Is the big blue pig. Yeah, oh, okay, I would say yeah. this fight is like almost identical to the one in the original game in a yeah. way, except uh, for like now he's stomping and making part of the arena disappear. Exactly, he's he's bigger. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Uh, I'm I'm torn. I I wish I wish Agenheim Agenheim. <laughs> I wish he got some story. But I also kind of glad he didn't. That's always my struggle with any Zelda game is I wish I knew more, but I'm kind of glad I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know if he was like a guy that Ganon just came across and possessed. There's a but comic I... with him in it. Is it really? Uh, see, yeah. I'm never going to read it because yeah. I want to have Wouldn't that. Would it have killed him to have like some audio logs that he left around on the level? <laughs> 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 They're just the exact audio logs from Bioshock. <laughs> I don't even yeah, exactly. Who's Andrew Ryan? I don't understand. <laughs> Starts talking about vocal cord parasites. <laughs> well, I mean, when you said audio, like... the first thing that popped in my head was Dead Space. I don't know. Mm. That's what I came to. Like, you know, that's the first thing you should do when the world's going to hell. I think I should record something for people. Dear Diary. <laughs> What's your favorite audio log in a video game? Leave your comment in the section down below. <laughs> <laughs> like, he came back to life after I cut off his arm. I don't know what to do. He sprouted a claw out of his arm. Now he's coming after me. 
I kind of like that you don't know who he is. I kind of like that it's just a guy, like a random stranger. Yeah. That is Ganon or is possessed by Ganon or something. I think he shows up in... Is it, he He's in Link's Awakening, isn't he? A shadow of him. Because okay. Link's Awakening, oh, yeah. spoiler alert, is a dream. So it's this Link dreaming. So he's having, he's fighting in Eggheim. <laughs> well, this oh. is uh, this is Zelda. Dreams are canon. Yep. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is canon and nothing matters and nothing makes sense. Spoilers. <laughs> if something doesn't make sense, then it's just a different timeline and everyone's okay with that. Yeah. So Link's Awakening, you know, like you said, is a dream. In Link to the Past, there are people in, that have like a Mario painting on their wall. That's a weird <laughs> yes. deal, right? Yeah, yeah, that is good. <laughs> I never, because you can go in there and pull the painting in one of the houses and you get rupees come out. And all the years I've done that, it wasn't until I was looking up screenshots for this game where someone said a Mario painting. I'm like, huh, I never <laughs> noticed that. Huh. Uh, he wears a red hat and he's got a big M on his head. Hey, we established I don't paint certain <laughs> things, apparently. <laughs> There's, um... This is this is one of those games that I just play. Like I don't think, I don't read. I just play and go through on memory. Like um, when early on, when I first met my wife, this is when the game I showed her this game, and she didn't care about it, of course, because <laughs> she was into other games, not this thing. She was into like Aladdin, and I and I just remember sitting there playing it on a PC and being like, "Oh, you do this and you do this." She's like, "Okay, that's nice." <laughs> but no, he's stuck I, uh, with me. I kind of, I I kind of <laughs> like the idea that because uh, the brothers who run the Lone Lone Ranch. Those are supposed to be like Mario and Luigi as well. Right. I yes. kind of like the idea that everybody in the Zelda universe just has a picture of those guys rather than Mario. <laughs> like, like everyone just loves. Like even though they're they're such assholes, and that whenever you come across them, they're always assholes in those games, and yet everybody loves them and has a portrait of them on their wall. The, <laughs> we all love the Lone Lone Ranch guys. I can't even think of their names. Harland well, like and Mario and Luigi. Well, even their names are like based off Mario and Luigi. I think like one's Marlin and the other's Lewin or something. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Only we had the internet to look. I'm up. trying to find it on the wiki. It's surprisingly <laughs> hard to Google things that you don't know the name of. Uh, yes. Malin, and, no, Malin is the girl. Yes. Uh, uh, keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. Well, I think while he's looking up, we should go to questions, comments, and memory and. Questions, comments, and memories. That's what it is, yeah. Well, should we sum up what happens at the end of the game, at least? Yeah, oh, that is game, a good yeah. idea. <laughs> that's a very good yeah, idea. Figure it out. We've only been uh, doing this for 50 episodes. I'm a little rusty sometimes. Uh, maybe we could give the honors to Jeff to go ahead and <laughs> get us out of here. <laughs> yeah, you you fight Ganon, and uh, then he dies. And then it does, like, the, the classic Zelda, like, here's what... I, this is a weird one, though, because it's not really showing what everyone is up to necessarily after you defeat them kind of but some people it does some it doesn't i don't know it shows all the characters you've interacted with and like a weird like little like their job title in some instances and like other things <laughs> yeah. is more like descriptive text <laughs> it's very strange <laughs> and then at the end the master sword is put away forever forever sure. so you don't need anymore yeah it's I done do, I, do, I do like how it shows the king I mean, the, the king you never see throughout this entire game, and all of a sudden, there's the king just standing yeah. there. <laughs> That's, yeah. The king is, like... I, I think in, only in Wind Waker is the king, like, an important character. Yeah. And I don't know no. if I will even spoil why the king is an important character. He's also important in Breath of the Wild, kind of. He's in the beginning no, of Breath of the Wild. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just... They, like, 
he just shows up every now and then as a ghost to tell you to bang his daughter. It's, it's his I never got very I never got very far in Breath of the Wild. That's one of my regrets. I bought that game for full price, played it for a couple hours, was terrible at it, never touched it again. <laughs> I, I legitimately I love Breath of the Wild so much. From a mechanical standpoint, it's one of the most impressive games, I think, of all time. Yeah, the king in that game is so creepy to me. Where he's he's the ghost of the king showing up being like Hey, ain't Zelda cute? It's like, yeah, I get it, dude. Like, <laughs> this is literally destiny. You don't have to do this. <laughs> the oh, ending is, is odd. Like, I, I I liked it, but it's odd. I've always wanted to play a Zelda game where... I'm still trying to look up those damn names, by the way. I can't find them. Um, <laughs> okay. I always, I've always wanted to play a Zelda game that takes place after Link beats Ganon. I don't... I just... There's I'm interested in knowing what happens like, in he the intro. He comes back. Well, yeah, he just comes back, but I don't know. I, I kind of would like a game where... I say I want to say I want a game where Ganon wins, but that's definitely been done before. Um, yeah, you're playing it right know. now, Link to the Past. He won in uh, in yeah. the end of Ocarina, because this is, takes place in the, in, the, in the official timeline that wasn't created till way after this game, I think where just, he wins. I don't know, some game where, like... I always thought it'd be cool <laughs> for them to do some game... Well, see, again, I'm saying I'm about to describe a game that is just Majora's Mask. Like some game where Ganon doesn't matter and it's just a side story and it's Majora's Mask. And it's like Sword maybe Mask, Minish Cap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Does anyone even care about the Hyrule Historia? Because I, I, I remember going to a con not too long ago and I was walking in there and like half the people in the room were asleep and they were <laughs> reading the whole Hyrule Historia. Like what? that was the greatest thing. Yeah, and people were out? just sleeping. What? But that's so weird. Why would you? That's that's like that's literally reading an encyclopedia. That's what that's doing. Basically, yep. it's reading a fake encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm trying to read the Similarian by R.R. Tolkien. I've tried that. That is so bizarre. Like, well. I have a I have a book for Halo that's like uh, it's like describing all the all the like the Covenant forces and like all the weaponry and stuff. It's basically a breakdown of like in-game models and the art direction and everything. It's a really cool book. I would never sit down and read that to somebody and be like, well, of course, the, everyone knows that the Covenant and the Elites, if they have red armor, they're slightly better. They want to do that because they want to distinguish between the classes. All right. I think it's time for me to go on to question. I guess, I guess, sum up I guess a podcast is essentially reading things you know about a game. <laughs> this one is, yes. Some aren't, no. All right. Um, I didn't get a, actually surprised. I didn't get a lot of comments, but I did get a couple from a few different groups. I thought people would have a lot to say, and I have to pick and choose, but I don't have that this week. But hey, and from this is from actually a Legend of Zelda group. I have from Casey Hurlbert said one of my favorite games from my childhood. Thank you, sir. I just I agree. I just <laughs> wanted to read it just because. Uh, from Kevin Pastorius, he said I accidentally ended a friendship when I borrowed my buddy's cart and erased his file to make room for a new one, oh, and not no. my proudest moment. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> What that, that's happened to me. I, that's on him, but that's also kind of on his friend. I think if you loan something out like that, you need to lay some ground rules down. Don't you have like three slots though? Yeah, <laughs> you should yeah. like call your friend and say, "Hey, I would like to save. Which one should I save over?" Yeah, this, this is back Apparently, before phones. Whatever one he's playing at. Hey, this one looks to be the farthest ahead. Let's delete this one instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. This is uh this is back before smartphones, Jeff. I don't know if you remember those <laughs> times, but you had to walk into a separate room if you wanted to call somebody, and just hope that they were home. And it was awful. Oh, <laughs> and if they weren't home, then you didn't know where they were, and that yeah, was the end of it. You just had to immediately start playing Zelda and delete the save game. <laughs> <Yeah>. Friendships <laughs> be damned. I like the idea that he 
deleted all three of them to play over one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay if I just format this disc, right? Like, <laughs> need that. I'm not kidding. Okay, this one. I am. Uh, I am on just the the wiki, looking at every character from Majora's Mask. I still cannot find out what these guys' names are. It's just, I don't know if okay. I just. I can't find them. If anyone knows that's listening, they're going to be so annoyed. They're going to be like yelling it at their their phone. Or they might know us and just message us. Uh, I'll look it up later. No, they'll just be silently angry. (laughs) All right, this one actually from the Overblood group, from Steve Lusader. The Gorman Brothers, I found it! (laughs) (laughs) The Gorman Brothers. Yeah. I don't know know their first names. (laughs) There's something Gorman and something else Gorman. It was so worth the wait. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Not at all. All right, first names aren't listed. What the hell? All right. He says, I consider it the greatest game of all time. Do you find that its aspects, graphics, sound, gameplay still hold up well enough to be compared to the masterpieces of today? Or is it something from a bygone era that should be measured of its own ilk? (laughs) I think take every generation as a whole generation by itself. That's the way I see it. I would say it held up to games. For a lot longer than most games do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but... still think it's great and amazing, one of the best games ever. But I got I got some beautiful rose-colored glasses on, so yeah, you're very biased, Mike. <laughs> I know I am. That's why I'm making sure to say it very many times <laughs> in this episode. I didn't realize how biased I was, so we played through this game. And I'm like, this game is great. I'm talking to you guys. You're like, it's great, but they're... I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's how I really real. I'm like, oh, it's not. It's just me. All right. Um, last thing I want to read. Uh, from Ivan Williams said, I gave up my game gear in a couple games and trade for this and Final Fantasy 3 at a flea market upon first moving to Florida. Best trade I ever made at a gaming store. I agree because <laughs> I love Final Fantasy 3 also. That's uh, I never played one of my it. favorite games. That's, well, that's one of my big blind spots. I it's going to played... change eventually on this show. We're doing it because I love that game. Okay. Yeah. Final I guess Fantasy the first, uh, first one I played was 12. I hated it. Apparently, that was the wrong one to start with, as everyone proceeded to tell me later. And then uh, at some point, I went back and played most of seven. And the only Final Fantasy game I've beaten is Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> it's just not the one that I should have done. <laughs> it's like that uh, like that um, advice you were giving earlier. Like, I really love this game, but never play it. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of Final like, Fantasy 2 right. is that way for sure. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of like oh, if yeah. I told somebody now, if I was like, the only Star Wars movie I've seen is Last Jedi. <laughs> just instantly make everybody angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I really know. Uh, all right, I think we should go on to Shelfer Box. And Stefan, since you have a bad opinion about this, a wrong opinion about this game, why don't you go first? <laughs> wrong or bad, Mike? I, I, I know I started with bad, then I went to wrong because wrong was funnier. I, I suspect so. I'll be able to predict Mike's opinion now. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty Steph? obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll try to make it quick, but um. Yeah, just to start, none of the dungeon music really stuck out to me. Really? That's surprising. It just kind of felt like uh, some dude was creepily sitting in a corner playing a fiddle or something. Like, (laughs) I just didn't really like any of them. I was like, ah, they all sound the same. But, um... (laughs) I like how we didn't mention the music at all. (laughs) Yeah. I I mentioned it once. I listened to it. That's not to to say there aren't good tunes. So, there's some good tunes in this, just not all of them <laughs> maybe i'm just spoiled by today's zelda games though <laughs> so yeah and link's hair threw me off the whole game i just kept looking at it like this doesn't belong here 
it felt like I was playing as his cousin Billy or something. Um, and the dun <laughs> the dungeons, I don't know, they weren't particularly memorable for me either. Like, You're Jeff, killing me, Stefan. Like like me. Jeff said, I just I prefer Link's Awakenings dungeons. They're just smaller and tighter. And like when you get a new mm-hmm. item, it just it just seems to be that like that's the item for this dungeon. Get to it. So I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> uh, a lot of the bosses were super tame. <laughs> Especially the eyeball one. You could just run up to it and literally hack and slash at it. The real challenge, though, I felt like were the actual dungeons themselves. Like, fucking teleporters. <laughs> oh, yeah. We uh, also didn't even mention the teleporters. Yep, no, we didn't. Disappearing <laughs> platforms that just disappear after a certain amount of time. The stupid hand that comes down and gets you. I forget its name. We talked about that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so these dungeons made me feel like I was drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if I played this as a kid, I'm sure I'd be more tied to it. But as a grown adult, uh, ain't nobody got time for any of that. So oh. this game kind of felt like a chore to me. It was fun at times, but I'm going to put it in my box. <laughs> so, Stefan, now I need to play one of your favorite games and just bash it terribly now. You've already that done that time. several times. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One and two. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I felt like I had to try to defend it in some way, but it, no, just, fine. it just didn't stick with me. It's that okay was. if your opinion is wrong. Uh, wrong. Like this is how we felt in Resident Evil One and Two in Silent Hill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Ah, I can take my sucks. own medicine right now. Just have to sit See, this there is why like, Chrono Trigger oh. hasn't gone on the show yet. Because you guys talk bad about Chrono Trigger, I I will be very heartbroken. I'll be crying on the show. I never <laughs> talk bad about games, really. That's okay. I do. I mean, I, I say bad things, but I'm always very forgiving. Yeah, I've never played Chrono Trigger, so we'll see. Uh, how about you, Jeff? Oh, boy. I, I like a lot of elements about this game, and I have such fond memories about it, but, like, revisiting it now, especially, like, because I played the, the remake of Link's Awakening fairly recently, and it just, man, if I have enough room on my shelf for both this and Link's Awakening, I think they... Are nice compliments to one another. If I had to pick one or the other, I'm afraid that this one goes in a box and Link's Awakening <laughs> goes in the shelf, which I understand is maybe not the rubric that you guys use. But I think overall, I I still enjoy it. It's a really fun game, but I think that, man, it's you got to cut through a lot of the bullshit, though. And there is plenty to go around. I think, uh, I think, yeah, overall, the I, I really agree. I, yeah, it's so <laughs> tough. It's so tough because I, I hate the idea of being like, yeah, get a load of me and my crazy opinions on you know one of the most beloved games of all time. But like <laughs> as I was playing it, I was trying to like be very conscious about like the feelings I was having and everything. And I was like, a lo- there were plenty of times where I'm like, this just feels more tedious than fun or interesting, and uh, not the good kind of tedious either. Which <laughs> you know, there is a brand of that that I that I'm into. But yeah, I, I it it kind of floats between the shelf <laughs> and the box if that's a valid thing. Yeah, it works. You, no, you can't always yeah. say you're uh, undecided if you need to. We've done that I mean, yeah. a few times. Yeah, Several it's times. A, <laughs> sometimes we've said like, a game is leaning off the shelf. Or it's yeah. on the box, but it's on top yeah. of the box, so I can still see it every now and then. Maybe I'll leave it on my shelf so that, like, when people walk by, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I like that game. And then I'll say, <laughs> one of the greats. And then, <laughs> then if they start talking to me, then I'll be like, yeah, but those dungeons, you know, they're not the best. <laughs> and the overworld sucks to navigate, and you know it's not funny, but whatever. You heard it here first, folks. It's gonna be the headline of 
know, Daily Wire or something tomorrow. Oh no! Game <laughs> Informer writer hates Link to the Past. I love it just so much. It's my my favorite, uh, or whatever. Uh, how about you, you Stu? I'm kind of with Jeff on this one. I I I really I really enjoy this game. Like I said, it's on my Switch, and I I it's kind of my go-to game whenever I'm traveling, and I don't want to start a bigger game. It's like it's a nice little thing to play every now and then. And I can kind of jump into it whenever I want, even if it's even if I leave it like halfway done, I can jump back into it a month later and feel fine. I have trouble doing that with a lot of games, but this is kind of so self-explanatory that it's all right. I don't know. I really enjoy it. I love the music. I love Zelda. So I think I've got to put it on my shelf simply because simply for nostalgia and the fact that it is a really important game. And I Mm -hmm. tend to really enjoy games that are like of historical importance. Like we played um, Penumbra. I was like, most people will not like this, but I appreciate that it's it's the skeleton of things to come. And so I like playing Link to the Past and seeing where all the ideas came from. It's kind mm-hmm. of my favorite. Ones. Oh, this is this is where they started doing like the skeletons and the style rows. Yeah. I like that. I wouldn't really recommend it unless it's. God, it's so hard. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody unless they were the kind of person to play a game multiple times, even if they weren't really sure about it. Because if you sit down and play it like three times, which is asking a lot, you'll start to pick up <laughs> on all the like intricacies of it that make it great. I don't know if I'd recommend anyone go back and play it just to just to experience it. though. So it's going on my shelf, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anybody. Oh, real quick. Addendum too. Yes, I agree with what you just said there. But like if you cannot play it on the switch and you can't rewind it, like there is not a person who has walked the earth evil enough to wish that upon them, like play it without (laughs) being able to rewind stuff. Because like at this point, it I can't imagine beating it now without that capability. I don't don't know that I could do it anymore. It's the only way to play it. Yeah, you guys are lucky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just you should have just bought a switch, Stefan. <laughs> just, just you should have just right, done what I did yeah. and or get all the items switch. like like you did. That would have yeah. been helpful as well. It helps for being Ooh. honest. Just yep. be more I mean, impulsive and buy a three hundred dollar console because people are kind of talking about a game on Facebook. Speaking yeah, of impulsive, right? uh, you know it is Christmas, guys. It is the season of giving. Hey, I got you a mug. Does that count? <laughs> Uh, all right, it was a good mug. <laughs> I'm more of a thought counts kind of present giver. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even order the mug. My wife did, and then I and I'm like, oh, I'll send it to the guy. So yeah, that's how that happened. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was using my mug that I had to explain to somebody <laughs> why you have. Why I have a mug with Mike on it. <laughs> what is that? I'm like, it's my mug. <laughs> it's 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 from a podcast I do. It's a lot. I'd have to explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go last. I'm putting on the shelf definitely because what? unlike all these naysayers out here, this game <laughs> is amazing to me. I still love it. I still feel that it's one of the best games ever made. One of my top games, probably my. It's probably it's not my top. It's in my top ten, if not like top three. Still, but that's also a lot of nostalgic, and I know that, and I'm completely like even though I'm saying all these big things, I'm completely aware of the little asterisk saying I have rose colored glasses on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, well, Mike, me... I'm, a, I'm a little bit shook, Mike. I'm surprised by this. <laughs> I'd also yeah, say we're I more know. like naysayers, not naysayers. Uh, tomato, tomato. 
but I I still think anyone should go back and play this game because I still think it's it's great. I mean, again, with the rewind feature, play it with the we uh, with the rewind, enjoy it, play it the right way. Games are meant to be played nowadays. Where I, I don't play anything for a challenge. If I want a challenge, I'll go play Dark Souls or Bloodborne again, which I I have beat, but I'm I'm good. I don't like. I, I like things just to kind of go through, enjoy a story, play through the game, be able to say, hey, I saw it, and now I understand it, and then move on to the next game. That's just my style, even before this podcast. But yeah, it's going on the shelf. Everyone should play it if you get the chance. Play it on your Switch. I think we said a lot about this game. So. <laughs> this is the worst ever advertisement for this game. We An hour and a half of explaining all the things wrong with it, and then three wildly different opinions. like... Like Nintendo next week. <laughs> the hell. Okay, now. Uh, all right. And Stu, do you want to introduce what game we're playing next week? Yes. Which I'm not sure how I feel about yet. Oh, really? I am so excited. We are going back I to got this. excited until I realized, wait a sec, that doesn't say Sons of Liberty. No. I was excited. I got no, really it's excited. The original. We are, we've had like a month of classics. And oh, God. Your effect does not that, include in the classics. The Year Ender, one of the well, also one of the best games of all time. Uh, that's going to be a lot of us talking about how bad it is. Yes, Metal, Gear two, Metal Year Two, Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the S SMSX. Yes, I'm not playing. I'm playing the PS2 version of on subsistence. I was. I was sitting on that game for a while, and when an opening came up, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I well, bet I can put Metal Gear 2 in there. We were going to do one, which I, no, I mean, no one knows what one, I still don't know what one is. It's some weird PS1 game <laughs> that you were like, yeah. let's do this. I'm like, okay, yeah. what is this? I, said, I like to, I said Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, and Mike immediately was like, Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> <laughs> I completely nope. overlooked Solid Snake, and I, and I went back, and I'm talking about Sons of Liberty, I'm getting all excited, I'm like, wait a second. Does it say Sons of Liberty? Well, we need to. We also need to play a Metal Gear game because the only one we've played is Ghost <laughs> Babble, Ghost which is Band. like the non-canon. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. Since I finally got. All right. I, hate, I, start... I love Metal Gear and I hate Metal Gear. It's gonna be such a hard episode. <laughs> uh, wait till we play Snake Eater someday. I, I love Snake Eater. So all right, long. and since. Jeff is our awesome guest, and first I want to thank Jeff for being on the show and joining us in this madness. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Uh-huh. And for all those, <laughs> I'll give a shout out for Jeff. Hey, all those, you can find him on his, well, read Game Informer. Subscribe to Game Informer. Yeah. Listen yeah. to the Game Informer podcast he's on sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I like that the way, the way Court came on the show is the same way, essentially, you got us to help you host it. <laughs> you just asked <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> the same story. <laughs> Uh, I was so glad. I was. I'm. I'm so glad we did this. Like this was fun. Yeah. yeah thank you for coming on. Super fun. I'm in hurt on everyone's opinion about this game because they're all you know raw. But it was still great. I just. Uh, I just. You smashed my expectations because I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen next time you ask a question on Facebook. <laughs> you're like, glory of Facebook. You're like, oh, Cork's coming on. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, oh, today at. Today at work, I was talking with the guys. Like, I got a four-hour drive. I'm like, you do? You listen to podcasts? And I just start slowly just bringing the conversation, and he and, and he subscribed to the show on Spotify, <laughs> and it made and it made me laugh. I remember Steph and you telling me about your friend that looked it up on Spotify and couldn't find us right away. Yeah, and I they, was they, like, see, I'm too. Uh, 
I'm too judgy with people where I'll be talking to somebody and they'll say like, oh, I've got nothing to like do for the next hour and a half. And it'd be the, it's like setting me up to plug the podcast. But then I'm like, I don't really want this person watch the podcast. I don't really like this hey, person. <laughs> everyone, everyone listening is a good thing. We yeah. need to grow. Everyone should listen All to right, this I podcast. Think... <laughs> but some of you I don't like as people. And I just think you should understand that going in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro that we've been using for 50 episodes now. Um, Balby, aka Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. The song is the Cool Kid Squad. So please, you'll see a link in the show notes. You also will see a link to the Game Informer podcast in here. Thanks to Jeff for part joining us this week. And again, I want to thank everyone for listening. And we will be back next week for you guys. See you, everybody. Bye. 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 B